Hello, Ampies. It is your girl, LaToya, just here doing the intro for The Empire Diaries Season 2 premiere, which is, of course, The Vampire Diaries Season 2 premiere, um, which means we're doing the episodes The Return and Brave New World. Um, I can't even remember who it was, but when we first started the podcast, uh, someone on Twitter uh, suggested that we... Um, do the little synopsis of the episodes just as a refresher, even though, you know, we have our hilarious show notes, which you all should be reading. So I was able to find short uh, descriptions of the episodes on IMDb. So for The Return, uh, season two, episode one, Elena comes home to a nightmare. Damon realizes Catherine has returned. Tyler receives a surprise visit from his uncle. And for episode two, Brave New World... When a confused and desperate Caroline leaves the hospital and joins her friends at the Mystic Falls Carnival, Damon wants to take immediate action. Uh, I love how that is just vague enough to wonder what could possibly be and also say, Damo, stay away from her. Um, but the reason I'm actually doing the intro besides just explaining what these episodes are is this is a supersized episode, which is only becoming more supersized by the second as I record this intro. Um, it's a, definitely a long one. Uh, I think especially for these episodes and this season, that's kind of necessary. Um, we discuss a lot... Uh, the show and the CW of the Times uh, discussion or lack thereof of the aftermath of um, sexual assault, especially from its um, protagonists. So that's something we discuss uh, in this episode. Uh, and we kind of just, I think this is probably our most critical, and that's not even really a negative thing, episode of the podcast so far. I think it might be our best episode. Um, so that's a, the main reason why this is long. Yes, we have the bits, of course. But surprisingly, that's not the major reason this episode's so long. So I hope you all enjoy. I hope you all get amped. And let's get into it, because it's season two, baby. And it fucking rips. And now, without further ado, The Empire Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. That's right. It's season two, baby. Get into it. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dafio. And today we are discussing uh, season two, episodes one and two, The Return and Brave New World. As I said in the chat when we were doing our Netflix party, season two just hits different. So... <laughs> Let's fucking talk about it, Morgan. Without giving spoilers, of course. We would never. Um, it hits It hits quite different. Um, I'm so happy. I'm happy to be back. We took a little bit of a hiatus because, like, all of us had work stuff and stuff. But, oh, wow. It feels good to be back. <laughs> it really does. Like, the endorphins I get just from watching Netflix with you two is like no other. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Uh, Morgan and I were actually talking before we started recording, before uh, Jill joined us, just because we had to like get through all the season two stuff that we love so much, mm -hmm. because it was killing us not to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we were lucky we got a couple minutes to talk about a couple of the things that are coming up that are going to kill Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, it was just the one character. There's going to be more? You know, there's always more. They're always introducing characters on the show. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
the amount of time I was waiting just for the end of season one for Damon to kiss Catherine, like I, for you to see that, and and that did not disappoint in terms of my reaction to it. So I'm thrilled. So we know that when there are certain things that happen and certain characters introduced, we know it's going to really affect Jill because she's made her position on things very clear. I have opinions. <laughs> you got to type, girl. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of opinions, Jill, this is your first time seeing these episodes. Uh, so how did you feel about them? So much fun. So <laughs> much fun. Oh, man. I was ready to get back to this show. <laughs> Uh, pretending that there was like a three month or whatever hiatus between it. How do you think you would have dealt in that time from (laughs) Catherine kissing uh, Damon and also chopping off John's fingers and stabbing him to waiting months and months to finally get the return? Uh, Would not have loved that long of a wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even just like a little over a week, it was too much for us. It was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Previously on for this episode is insane. Just them reminding you how much stuff happened in season one. What a gift. What a gift. (laughs) And of course, we got Catherine here. We've got John Gilbert leaving. And I'm sure, Jill, we'll talk about how happy you were for that. Um, (laughs) And we have the introduction of a new character, one of our first new characters uh, of the season, Taylor Kinney as Mason Lockwood. Uh, Taylor Kinney, of course, known for Chicago Fire and being Lady Gaga's ex- Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's who that is. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, continue. <laughs> How are you feeling about uh, Mason Lockwood from just the two episodes you've seen so far? I'm into it. Um, as I said in the chat, I read New Moon. Mm-hmm. I know when an older uh, wolf is helping a younger wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, although, is he really, or is he just gaslighting his nephew, which is not cool? He's helping how he thinks he should be helping, even yeah. though it's probably not the correct move. Yeah, it's, it's clear he doesn't want Tyler to be involved in the the, the wolf lifestyle. It's, that's pretty obvious, it seems. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it's better to know some stuff than it is to not know some stuff. Oh, really? In my experience on this show, like, no one has ever been worse off for being more informed, and yet they rarely learn from that. We will discuss that a lot in episode two. (laughs) But yeah, um, Mason Lockwood is here to get a moonstone, which we'll discuss more, and help Tyler with his anger issues, because we we know about Tyler's anger issues and how he really just cannot control himself. He's an angry little boy, and Mason's great just for not wanting to fight a child. Uh, to settle these issues. Truly so far the best man that's ever been in his life, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Definitely the best Lockwood we've met, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, so let's discuss the return. Mm -hmm. Uh, My first note is previously, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because, of course, those long as previously. And then we continue with the final scene of season one while also interspersing, you know, Elena's return. And how I I even noted when we were discussing the finale... You know, the real Elena, the first thing she wants to do when she gets home is check on her brother because that's the kind of person she is. Yeah. Whereas Catherine Elena is just like, gotta go do my plans. Whereas Catherine Elena is like, gotta do these dishes. Oh, yeah. She did chores. You gotta give her that. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it. But uh... we see, hello, John. <laughs> Goodbye, John. A great moment of television. <clears throat> we also see, quote unquote, dying Jeremy. Mm hmm. 
And uh, by this point, uh, once this finally drops, I'll have edited all the very insensitive jokes we made. <laughs> but I will note again when we just we get to the scene how he really shouldn't have had those pills one by one. We were right about that. I don't think it was an effective way to do what he was intending to do. Yeah, because the, the vamp blood's like, no. It was like, the vamp blood was like antibodies, basically. Yeah, it truly was like, undid what he did. So, great job, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, so um, John Gilbert's laying there, all stabbed. And <laughs> so he, stabbed. And Elena finds him there. And she is um, alarmed. Which so, much blood. so much blood. So much blood. He tries to like mop it up with a towel and uh, calls 911. And John keeps saying, like, behind you, because who is behind her but another Nina Dobrev? It's Catherine. Catherine just <laughs> admiring her work like a goddamn G. She fucking is. And she's just like checking out her clone and probably deciding she's hotter. And I just love her for it. But Morgan, I have to ask. Who is hotter, Elena or Catherine? Catherine. <laughs> Not even like a second of possible introspection. I mean, I'd probably date Elena instead because she's like a person with like a conscience. But like, <laughs> if we want to talk about who's hotter, it's Catherine. Oh yeah, it's 100% Catherine. Uh, Jill, how do you feel? Yeah, Catherine, 100%. Okay, we're all on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I love unhinged characters. <laughs> To my core, I love them. <laughs> well, you're going to love Catherine. <laughs> if you didn't love her already, you will. I love, And I love horny characters, so I love Catherine. <laughs> it really is just, Catherine's like the confluence of like everything that we love, just in one character. She's unhinged, she's mean, she's horny. <laughs> yes. She's not, like, what doesn't she have? Yeah, now she's just fucking around with Elena. <laughs> Which, despite the fact that I love Elena so much, I now find very funny in retrospect. It's just so funny. Elena, who is doing what you're supposed to do, she she grabs the knife to, like, try to, you know, get whoever is going, like, bipping and bopping around her home. And Catherine's just fucking with her. Mm. She's running around. She's being a little a little jerk. She's being a little stinker. There's A, there, a lot of people are being little stinkers in this episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then she eventually just leaves, and Elena, because seeing what just happened to John, she rushes to go see Jeremy, and then she shakes him, <laughs> and he wakes up. Cut to titles. <laughs> the Vampire Diaries. Oh, we love it. Um, so Jeremy wakes up. He's not a V. Well, Stefan realizes this by slapping him around. Yeah. <laughs> touches his face a lot in this scene he like leads him around by the face a lot which okay um he reminds jeremy to not try to kill himself again because if he does the vampire blood likely like won't be able to save him and he'll just die (laughs) what a dummy i'm sorry but again he took the pills one by one (laughs) Suicide is not funny, but it is funny that Jeremy can't commit it. (laughs) The vampire blood inside of him, again, healed him because he was going so slow. It was like, oh no, these pills that shouldn't be in his body are coming one by one. We'll zap them all out. (laughs) Yeah, the vampire blood had a lot of notice, a lot of time to to help him out there. The vampire blood sciences. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. A very, you know, specific science. 
the other class at Mystic Falls High. Oh my god. But yeah, Jeremy is very emo in this scene, which is like fair. He wanted to be a vampire and he isn't one. And I, I understand that that would be disappointing. But yeah. Stefan's like, don't kill yourself. And, um, you know, Elena has to go and Stefan's like, I'll stay and babysit your brother. And Jeremy's very mad about that. Right, yeah. Again, well, it was like three months between episodes. Is this the same night that his girlfriend just died? Yeah, like, poor kid. Why would he want to be alive in this stupid town? Yeah, look, you know what? That's what Fallout Boy's for. Like, Jeremy, I diagnose you with needing to listen to From Under the Cork Tree. <laughs> God. <laughs> like, four times. Came in really early in this episode, uh, the Fallout Boy discussion. Look, <laughs> when it's necessary, I'll bring it up. And it's necessary right now. There it is. The Fallout Boy. So at the hospital, Bonnie comes to see, ask Matt what's up with Caroline, because uh, mm-hmm. in the finale, you know, big crash, Tyler heard the sound, ah, um, mm-hmm. Caroline got an internal bleeding, she's not doing well, blah, 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 blah. Damo also comes to the hospital to check on his best friend Liz, you know, because her daughter's the one who is Caroline. Yep. Uh, and he's just being like, how is she? I'm your best friend. It's just like, you piece of shit, but also I love your friendship. I'm like, I do love your friendship, but also um, get Caroline's name out of your mouth. Like, don't talk about my sweet girl who you hurt. Yeah, you garbage man. Great friend, garbage man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Liz tells him that, you know, Mayor Lockwood is dead, but it's like, uh, he's not a vampire. So what the fuck? Pretty wild, um, which does recall my favorite, one of my favorite things from the finale, which is the short <laughs> conversation that um, Damon and Dick Lockwood have while the uh, building is burning around them, where he's like, why are you here? I'm a vampire. Why are you here? And he gets his neck snapped, and it's great. Iconic. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. They've been alive for how long, and they don't know of werewolves? There is a reason for that. Okay, yeah. that is explained. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, perfect. And then I have written in my notes, don't be cry, because who cries here? She's worried about her daughter. Like, she and Caroline don't always, like, agree. Um, They do not always get along, and Caroline is not always um, thrilled with her parenting skills. But, like, there's a lot of love there, and it's so sad to see, like, Lizzie break down here. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Good thing she has her best friend here. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. And now Elena, the real Elena, mm-hmm. mind you, is here. And Damo looks at her, it's all weird because, you know, in his mind, they just kissed. Yeah. Also, his hair has grown from the moment he was on the porch to now. Look, finally getting to kiss your crush will do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone else's hair is fine and they, like, they kept it normal. But like Mr. Ian's hair, it grew. Just like, like just slightly. Mm-hmm. But it grew. Someone was like, Ian, do you want to get a trim? And he's like, nope, it's fine the way it is. And that was the end of the conversation. And I'm sure it will never get longer and I'll never get upset about it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is his prerogative. He can have whatever hair he wants. Um, until the hair that you and I are going to discuss later. <laughs> yes. Uh, that will be at least 30 minutes of that episode. Yes, it will be. Uh, so they're like, okay, what do we do about Caroline? Should we do a spell? Should we give her blood? Yeah, Damo offers to give his blood to Caroline. Elena's like, no. And even Bonnie's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, if we do this, it's a truce. And she's like, I'm not doing this for tru- like as a truce. Basically, he just she knows that he'll do it because uh, to help Elena, basically. But yeah, she Bonnie 
is not g- giving like Damon the time of day. As she said, she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. We love it. <laughs> oh no, this means she's a bitch and we should hate her. Why does Bonnie have to rain on Damon's parade? He's such a great guy. Uh, he, he does murders. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the bad character. We hate her. Again, we will all fight you if you don't like Bonnie. Yes. Uh, Jill, I, I know you love chaos and chaotic characters, but mm-hmm. you also do love Bonnie. And if you were watching at the time, do you think you would also fall on the like anti-Bonnie train? Or are you able? To, were you able even then to be like, I understand why she feels this way, and I love her, and I love him? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be able to separate that why is it so hard for everyone else besides the the obvious reason we always bring up but we can't always just bring it up i think it's really hard um for people to uh a lot for people to love uh two characters in conflict um Mm -hmm. when they watch tv in a certain kind of way uh which Mm -hmm. is um, what i would like to call the wrong way um (laughs) I, i think people are like if, if they're my favorite, then I'm on their side. And I think they're always right. Like there's this weird kind of like moralizing people do with their faves uh, where they've like, where I feel like, like calling people problematic and like the call out posts things and all that kind of culture, which isn't necessarily bad. We should point out when things are problematic in media, but I think it can lead people to be like, my favorite character is good and right and baby and has never done anything wrong in their life. And anyone who disagrees with them is bad and evil. And I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that might not be the right way to view things, but it's yeah. that a lot of people who are online and are allowed uh, do look at stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Morgan and I, we both very much love Vampire Diaries, but we both also acknowledge a lot of the problematic issues with it, which we bring up, every chance we can because it's still it holds up in a sense but like there are those moments that really do not hold up and it needs to be called out for that it definitely does but it's also just the idea that like unfortunately most things that are made around this time might have stuff like this we would need to have conversations about were we revisiting it right now again Mm -hmm. not to uh constantly be bringing up my gossip girl rewatch but I am rewatching Gossip Girl. And I gotta say, uh, having to pick between that and the Vampire Diaries in terms of morality, I think I would side the Vampire Diaries. Oh, 100%. And there's like a lot more murder on the Vampire Diaries. Um, but yeah, I just think it's great. I, I think it's it's an important thing to celebrate how far um, a lot of media has come in terms of things like representation and um you know uh not uh glorifying rape <laughs> yep that kind of stuff but yeah uh bonnie sucks as i was saying oh yeah as as, as we were saying we're n- not fans of bonnie here <laughs> ha 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 imagine imagine not being fans of bonnie <laughs> anyways we have our first big kind of like damon and elena scene where he's like hey we have to talk i have written here lol in big letters <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jill, did, did Dable confronting Elena about the kiss that was only for him? How, how did that scene feel for you? Did, was it like, exceed your expectations? Is it what you wanted? Because you knew it had to happen because he didn't kiss Elena, but you knew he had to approach the situation. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> so hard. Jill, you watched the show correctly. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you think that. I mean, so far you haven't watched it incorrectly, I, I think. That time will come, I promise. 
I mean, I feel like I do wonder, like, once we get to seasons that aren't the greatest seasons, if, like, there will be divergent opinions on some things. I'm definitely interested to see how we all feel. Yeah. I, I, I do wonder what what will be the thing that, like, cracks us, <laughs> that, that splinters our friendship. <laughs> I'm so glad it's not that we um, don't like to laugh at Damon, because I think if you don't, like, you don't love Damon Salvatore, right? If you don't enjoy, like, seeing him step on a rake, you know? <laughs> like, that's one of the things that's, like, great about his character is that he's in all of this pain that he is oftentimes bringing on himself. Yeah. That he is like some of some of it is genuine tragedy where he's been hurt and he's been wronged. And that's the like those are the wounds that he needs to like lick and heal from. And that's what the show is about. But a lot of it is also like really self-inflicted. <laughs> and yeah. with that it's pretty funny. <laughs> pretty much. Like when he refused to work with Anna and then it just blew up in his face. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay, I guess I'll work with you. It's just like sometimes he, he does this to himself. Yep. <laughs> And yeah, so he's like, we need to talk about the kiss. And she's like, I never kissed you and never saw you on the porch. What are you talking about? And then Jenna shows up from the fire department because uh, since, you know, her brother-in-law's office was burned to the ground, she had to go uh, talk to people about that. (laughs) And uh, I was like, where were you? And she's like, I told you when I saw you. It's like, I haven't seen you. And this is when Damo realizes, oh, whoops. (laughs) I did write Demo realizes and I did capitalize the R. Like he does have a full like capital R realization. It is a cartoon reaction. He says, you gotta be kidding me. And then Jenna looks at him like, what are you talking? And he just makes his face. He just goes stone face and walks away. Great. Like this is what I want from the show. I love this. I am on cloud nine and we're like five minutes in. How could anyone think that Damon Salvatore is cool? (laughs) He's such a, a dweeb. That's what makes him cool in my heart. <laughs> my my favorite demo is once one brain cell demo, and this is one brain cell demo at his finest. He goes to face as though Jenna didn't realize he was being weird and walks away. <laughs> Jenna, who's not a fan of him right now, because in her mind he kissed uh, Elena. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Like she's like, why did you kiss that weirdo? That's what she's thinking. <laughs> oh my god! So then we go back to the Gilbert house. Uh, someone who looks an awful lot like Elena comes in, and this is where I've written in my notes: Huggy, comma, Stefan nose with a capital K. <laughs> yes, because uh, I put in all quotes basically. Elena, what is Catherine pretending to be Elena? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Stefan realizes, and then Kevin's like, at least I fooled one of you. <laughs> That's how she, she's, she's barely phased by it. And um, so in these episodes, it's pretty, like, you can tell when it's like Catherine pretending to be Elena and when it's Elena. And of course, there's the hair thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited for when it's not so easy like, like in the finale, but like, if you've seen it before in the finale, you're like, oh, of course, that's Catherine. Yeah. But like, I'm really excited for the moments when it, it's actually very difficult because it's so good. Nina Dobrev is so good in these characters, and this is just a little taste. It's a little treat. She's so great. It is a little treat. Jill, I was going to ask, did you, you knew, right, that this was not Elena? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, I I love her so much. Yeah, she has a very specific posture for uh, Catherine, and um, and usually her hair is curly. Um, mm-hmm. I love her. God damn mm-hmm. it, she's the best. I even noted in the chat uh, for this episode. I just love the like the switch that goes off when she like pretends to be Elena, and you can just uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so fake, but so good. It's fucking great. I, it reminded me a lot of um, what Tatiana Maslany said about playing all of the clones in Orphan Black and about what it was like to play one of them imitating another one. And she was like, so I'd get into character as the one I actually was. And then through their eyes, I would judge the one they were pretending to be. Yes. And like her impression of Elena reeks so much judgment like about mm-hmm. her kindness oh yeah like and that's why it's such a good that's why it's such a good performance because like like Catherine doesn't see the point of being as like kind and genuine as elena is so she like makes it really saccharine um and i i love it it's fucking great it's a great performance we see yeah it's good acting yeah <laughs> So then Damon and Elena come in and they interrupt and it becomes very apparent. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we have, a, we have a Stephen Damon and Elena scene after this where they kind of talk about like, okay, Catherine's invited in, which uh, shades of Unpleasantville here. What are we going to do about that? <laughs> Damon's idea is to move. <laughs> where do you go, Damon? Great ideas. Just I, Damon's going to have a lot of great ideas this season. Get ready. <laughs> good idea after good idea the hits keep on coming uh they're like well obviously she must have a plan what kind of plan is it um and Stefan's like well what'd she say about having fooled one of us uh. when i'm cackling <laughs> <laughs> with just pure delight because now we have to talk about the kiss yeah were you laughing throughout this episode like it was an episode of happy endings like and again like i am not laughing at the show's expense i am laughing fully along with the show at like the glee of the like interpersonal character drama that they're eliciting like i'm so happy it really just so much joy all of this Catherine is the show's secret sauce in a big way because just like shit stirs and the vampire diaries is at its best when someone's shit stirring and Catherine's the best at it she really is <laughs> um i god damn it i wanted to mention a scene in the future but i will not mm-hmm. it's just really funny and it's just everyone reacting to something Catherine says and it's hilarious she's a gift um so then the kiss comes up and Elena says to David, which is very harsh, that she, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, he's like, we kiss. And Elena says, and you thought it was me? <laughs> like, uh, Elena is just is like spitting hot fire at David uh, in this episode. She really is. And it's. And, and look, like, as someone who does really like Damon, because I think we all do, like, it's a mean thing to say to him, but it's all <laughs> the truth. Like, it's just like, she wouldn't. Like, she's Elena. She, like, she just wouldn't cheat. That's not who she is. Like, I think it's beyond, like, whether or not she and Damon, like, have anything going on between them. She just would never, like, that Elena, like, Elena wouldn't kiss one of them while she was with the other one. That's just not who she is. Yeah, that's the whole point. She's nothing like Catherine, even mm-hmm. though she looks exactly like her. So, of course. Oh, Damo, you simpleton. 
Yeah, because like obviously he would like he wants to believe that. Mm-hmm. But um, what did you think of this, Jill? Because I know you were very sad in the finale when it was not Elena. Yeah, when you got hoodwinked. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about this explanation of it on the end? I mean, plot wise, I'm into it, but mm-hmm. I just, I want I want them. <laughs> there. You, I mean, yeah, you, you gotta want them to smooch eventually. Yeah. yeah. But I I love seeing her roast him. Absolutely <laughs> it's, love it. It's so funny. It's so mean, but so funny. She's not even trying to be mean, but it but she is. Yeah, because the thing is, like, Elena can be really mean just by telling the truth. Like, she's she's just in such a position of power with Damon in this way because he, like, is in love with her that she can just, you know, be mean without meaning to be mean. And it's beautiful. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we fucking love it. So then Stefan and Elena are like, let's talk to John Gilbert. And Damon's plan is let's ignore her until she gets so annoyed that we've ignored her, that she does something stupid, which is truly the most like grade school plan in the world. Because here's the thing that would work for Damon, not for Catherine, who is smarter than him. Like that's Damon. That's what would happen to you. If they just ignored you, you do something stupid because that's what you always do. Mm-hmm. But like Catherine's smart. <laughs> Damon's like essentially like per- like w- if we pull on her pigtails, she'll get mad. <laughs> I mean, that's his like mode to try to flirt with Elena. Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's yes, it's just so it's so delightfully transparent and childish in a way that I think like I I a, a worse a worse actor and a worse like written show would have him be like shitty and mean in all of these ways where instead he's kind of just like dumb and obvious which i think is actually more charming because he's just like sweet yeah i love him he is an elementary school bully Mm -hmm. is what he is but yeah he also tries to get he spends a lot of time in this episode trying to get Stefan to fight him and just be a jealous prick. And honestly, Stefan is being very jealous in this episode, but like he's not coming to blows with Damon the way Damon wants. Because honestly, besides getting a rise out of Stefan, you know Damon, he just like wants to be punished or whatever. Because yeah. that's his whole thing. Uh, so then we have a we have a Matt and Bonnie uh, like scene uh, at the hospital. And Bonnie is like, how's Caroline doing? And he says, why don't you see for yourself? And Candace Akala is revealed smiling brightly and says her first line of the season, which is, Jersey Shore's on. (laughs) And it's so great that Caroline is happy and healthy and normal and nothing bad will happen to her. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's that Damon stopped by. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Matt confirms that, yeah, that Damon did the deal. He did the blood. And... And we'll talk more about it in episode two, but, you know, it's worth noting that while it was Damon's idea to do the blood thing, Bonnie is the one who gave the green light, which really, it goes into detail for, like, some of the issues that happen in the next episode. Yes. Uh, But yeah, she seems good, and it's nice to see her being happy and alive. Yeah, because Caroline should always be happy and alive. Hot take. Uh, I fully agree. (laughs) That's my hot take. Deal with it. <laughs> wow, you're going to get canceled. <laughs> uh, so then we go over to uh, Dick Lockwood's funeral. Lizzie and uh, Tyler's mom are having a fight. 
Yeah, because so Carol blames Liz's deputies for screwing up. Your stupid husband husband's the one who followed John Gilbert's plan. Remember, she got punched in the back of the head. Like, yeah, she again, she was punched in the back of the head. We cannot blame her for this. And Damon oddly plays peacekeeper, which is crazy. I guess they're his only friends. I mean, Alaric's not in these episodes, so... Alaric is not in this episode. I would argue that his two best friends in these episodes are these two women, which is great. (laughs) I love it. So then um, Mason arrives. Mason Lockwood. Uh, He is a dreamy surfer boy Lockwood. Mm -hmm. He he arrives as the first chill person on this show. You love to see it. It's so great. He hugs Tyler. He's like immediately a calming influence. It's just, it's nice. Uh, hot take. Mason Lockwood, a likable character. <laughs> yeah, Jill, what do you think of Mason? Um, as I said in our chat, Mason is one of my absolute favorite names. <laughs> so I automatically liked him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite of how you felt about Matt at the beginning. Exactly. I'm big on names, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah, we can't really tell you where things go with Mason, but we can tell you so far that we like him. (laughs) Yeah, so far I like him. I'm still a little nervous. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a moment where he and Tyler came in from, like, doing sports or whatever, and I was like... a good moment after their jog. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A great moment of television. (laughs) Truly some boys' energy. Yep. I'm surprised Michael didn't pop it. I can't believe he didn't feel it from across our apartment. <laughs> He's doing the only thing stronger than, like, engaging in boys' energy, which is, like, watching a very long Criterion movie. <laughs> He's watching, like, the Terrence Malick Pocahontas movie with, like, Colin Farrell. Uh, friend of the show, Michael. <laughs> He's doing good. Uh, so our next scene is at the hospital, and it is uh, Stephanie and Elena visiting uh, Uncle John, Uncle Dad John. Um, I always called him Uncle Father John Sark uh, because of Alias, too, so yeah. you just got to make his lo- name as long as possible. I guess we could add Blaine now because of iZombie. We can. Um, I have written in my notes, uh, won't talk, comma, he a little bitch. Uh, I was like, Elena said, fuck bigotry. <laughs> And then she storms off. And then Stefan gets really hot. And he's already looking really good in this episode. But then he's Ooh. just like, how about I put some blood in your system and threaten you to leave town? Truly a good scene. I think what's even better is the scene, like, two scenes later where Elena's like, I'm happy you did that. And not, like, upset. I love that. Uh, I do. I love that for Elena. Because like, that's the thing is, like, what Catherine doesn't get about Elena is that she'd be cool with that. Like, that's the thing that her impression and her judgment of her doesn't take into account. The fact that she's like, yeah, of course, bully John. He sucks. Yeah. Catherine definitely thought that Elena would be upset if she killed her uncle father. Mm -hmm. But she would not. She's like, go off. I hate him. I mean, yeah, she saved him because that's just what she does. But like, she wasn't going to be upset if he ended up dead. Yeah, I mean, like, she'd be, like, sad in the way that she'd be sad about any human life being taken, but she wouldn't be like, no, my my uncle father. Not, not John. He was the best of us all. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the scene rules, uh, go Stefan. Liz is also telling David about Mason because Mason's like, new player. Is he like John? Because, you know, John's introduction was just like, this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> and she's like, he's nothing like John. Because as we know, Liz Forbes hates John so much. It's truly so funny. She's like, fuck that guy. No, Mason's like chill. He kind of just like doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't care about the council. He wants no part of it. And Damon's like, oh man, I wish I could not care about stuff. <laughs> and then here comes a scene where, before we started this podcast, Morgan and I were trying to figure out all the times Tyler and Elena spoke. And then we thought about this scene and then we realized, oh no, this is Catherine. <laughs> Yeah, he speaks to Catherine and thinks it's Elena and invites her right in. So we can't add it to the list of times that Tyler and Elena have spoken because it's not one. The list is still at one, correct? Yes. It's coming to pick up the Gilbert stuff for the party. Yep. So they've still talked one time. Um, so then uh, we have a Stefan and Elena scene in the parking lot where she's like, thanks for threatening my dad. <laughs> Love to see it. Yeah, and so she kind of is making this really, like, Elena's doing this thing that is very mature here. She's trying really hard to play peacekeeper between Damon and Stefan. She's like, Catherine's the one that's the problem. Don't fight your brother. Like, we can't, like, we we just can't make things worse. Like, if Damon gets volatile, like, because I, which I think is like a really good extension of season one, just the idea mm-hmm. that while we all might be used to Damon, like, kind of being a good guy and a member of the team, like, Elena's not. She's like, we have to be careful not to lose him. Yeah, because... progress here. <laughs> Jealous Stefan really wants to put the screws to Damo, mm-hmm. but... Um, <laughs> And I was like, no, his stability. And you know what? Elena's correct. Yeah. She's being a very good friend. And, and I also think like a good girlfriend in terms of being like, you care about your relationship with your brother. Let's not fuck it up. Elena is a, um, what is it? Good character? She's a good character. She's a good kid. I love her. <laughs> but <laughs> Catherine's still hotter. True. <laughs> Um, back at the the funeral, the fun little funeral, we got How to Save a Life playing on piano, which seems insensitive. Yeah, yeah I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> and during uh, the demo body scene, which, Jill, you were enjoying that, weren't you? Oh, I loved that. <laughs> That's when I typed kiss. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, demo body scenes must give you so much life, honestly, right? Oh, yeah, nothing gets me higher. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want demo Elena, but would you... Well, how'd you feel about Dave Body, like, actual relationship? Would you yeah. like it? Would you prefer it? What? Um, I mean, yeah, I'd like it. <laughs> I'd be a big old fan. Um, I don't know if I would prefer it. Mm-hmm. Just because right now they don't, like, Bonnie really doesn't seem to want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, neither does Elena. <laughs> I would need more of, like, hatred towards each other like there's a lot of it already but i want to see more of it to like really get that tension going i feel like there's a lot you want more which is somehow i don't know if that's possible but we'll see we'll see <laughs> i mean she doesn't even learn wait i guess does uh, elena tell her uh, into that you know damon killed her brother <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't know if they talk about that yet because I feel like Elena, if she's smart, does not tell her that because she already knows that Bonnie wants to have a reason to kill Damon. Yeah, I think she's like trying to be like, all right, like it's no fair to tell her that. Yeah, you can't say, you know, we got it all year long. It's like, and then Damon killed Jeremy. 
Yeah, I don't think Bonnie would be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, because she was telling Bonnie <laughs> Catholic stuff, but probably not the next snap situation. Yep. So uh, she brings up like that the that like both that all the Lockwoods were affected by the Gilbert device, and isn't that weird? It is weird. And uh, and she gives him the big ouchie. <laughs> Uh, I wrote teases him with a little aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, when I just like when I read that in my notes now, I'm just like she teases him with like aneurysm because that's what you do, you know? Yeah, just a little aneurysm. Although I guess it's it's like hundreds of aneurysms actually. It's not even just the one. <laughs> it's multiple aneurysms. Oh, we love. So then Bonnie, annoyed at how that conversation went, runs outside to talk to her best friend. Elena in quotes and she vents and she's like ah fuck this um Catherine does a very smart thing of being like yes Bonnie exactly what you said Damon's very <laughs> difficult that's what she does uh, to, to be Elena because that's what she did with Damon too she's like yeah or why do you think that that's what she does <laughs> and uh worth noting that Bonnie says that Damon healed Caroline with his blood so mm-hmm. that's how she knows that key fact yep so then she gives Elena a little arm touch. Uh, she instantly feels that she is a vampire, and she's like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be cool. And she calls Elena and is like, uh, so that's not you. Where are you at? And is this Catherine? And it's like, yes, it is. So Elena fully hangs up on Bonnie, which rude. <laughs> uh, and then Catherine comes to approach Bonnie in this, this room. And, and says, oh, Isabel gave me all the details on people in Elena's life. Um, and we get our first line of two in this episode of Catherine just being very attracted to Matt. <sighs> what could have been? Yeah, she's just listening to him and she's like, that very attractive ex-boyfriend. It's like, love it. I love that Catherine is a sucker for Matt. It's so great. I mean, let's be honest. Catherine has a type. <laughs> Sorry, Damo. Both Catherine and uh, Elena have a type. <laughs> to be fair, I gotta say that like Damo was more Matt back in 1864. Like, yeah, he had a sweet sad boy thing going on. Maybe he continued to be a sweet sad boy instead of a mean sad boy. Something about him. But even then, she still didn't want him. <laughs> Uh, we'll discuss more about that whole thing and how Catherine just doesn't love Demo, and it's really that's sad. It sucks. I mean, we joke about Demo, but that like that really sucks. That one sucks. That's the one that's like the most unfair and makes me very sad. Poor guy. He like he dedicated his life to like finding her and saving her, and all for nothing. She feels nothing for him. He was just a toy. Like, if things had gone the way she had planned, basically, um, and they're all vampires together, like, she probably, she and Stefan, or her plan would probably be for her and Stefan to just ditch Damo. Yeah, which, like, you know, obviously might not have worked because the compulsion probably would have worn off. Yeah, Stefan would have been like, no, thank you. Bye. <laughs> no, thank you, bye. No, thank you, bye. So then Bonnie tries to do an ouchie on Catherine, and she's like, the ouchie doesn't work on me. I've been around the block. Uh, yeah, most likely because that like snitching ass Emily probably mm. taught her some stuff about this. Which again, Emily's allegiance is all over the place. Yeah, Emily. Like it feels like you you were just very inconvenient for all of us. 
Again, uh, I just want my spinoff where Emily and Pearl and Catherine are all best friends, mm-hmm. and they're hanging out in the city in, eight, in the 1800s. <laughs> it's Sex in the City, but with vampires and in the 1800s. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> uh, Joe, would you ap- appreciate that show? I was not a fan of Sex in the City, I'm sorry. <laughs> so especially if it's in 1864, yeah. um, it, it, would, it, it would feel like flashbacks, even though technically 1864 would be the present for the show. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jill. <laughs> Classic Jill. Look, fair, but Pearl is Miranda. Anyways. <laughs> oh, well, um, so you have to do them all, and we're including Anna, I guess. Or Honoria Fell. Okay, okay, so Pearl... Pearl is Miranda, right? She's got to be. Um, I think you got to say that uh, Catherine is Samantha. Oh, 100%. So then that leaves Charlotte and Carrie. So that is Emily Oof. and... Emily's a Charlotte. Emily's Charlotte. She is very, like, persnickety, like, about who she helps and who she doesn't. So I'll allow that to be Charlotte. And I guess Anna's Carrie. I, I feel like that makes sense to me, actually. She can record her, her articles can be like her little vampire diary. And that's the show. Do you hear us, Julie Pleck? That's the show. Give us a call. We've got nothing else to do. Yep, we're all very, very free. So then uh, Stefan interrupts this scene and we have a Stefan and Catherine scene. Uh, yes, we do. Matt ducks in. Yeah, and Catherine gives good Elena. She's just that, that switch to Elena. It's just, uh, I love it. It's adorable. And then he walks away and she's just like, his eyes are so blue. She <laughs> is sprung. I love it. I love it. I love her so much. And she reminds Stefan that uh, there are no rules. And it's hot. And <laughs> let's talk about how Paul Wesley can somehow have more chemistry with Nina Dobrev when she's playing a different character, but she's still Nina Dobrev. What, what's the sitch? Look, they're both just good at acting. <laughs> so, so here's the deal. The actors on the show, good at acting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and now Breakeven's playing on the piano, by the way. Yes, I always have written down. Stefan is falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we love. Uh, so then uh, the Gilberts arrive, uh, and Jeremy's being grumpy, and he's like, I don't want to go to this funeral. And, um, you know, Jenna's like, well, they went to your parents' funeral. That's what we do. Deal with it, kid. She's like, well, be quick. <laughs> I mean, again, his girlfriend just died. Super fair. But uh, again, you know, it's what you do. Small town. Mm-hmm. Show up. Deal with it. So uh, then uh, David and Elena uh, lock eyes and we have to have a, a little scene. And in Jenna's mind, she's like, wow, Elena, you're going to talk to Damon again? <laughs> Great. <laughs> and Elena's like, hey, I just like want to know how you're doing <laughs> and he's great <laughs> he, he realizes she's scared he's gonna snap mm-hmm. and he brings up uh doppelganger hijinks which is our first uh use of the word doppelganger and definitely not our last yep um it's and it's just like it sucks like he just does this thing where he's like i don't get hurt and she like reads him for filth and it's like yeah you do you like don't want to admit that you're hurt and you lash out and do all this stupid shit 
Yeah, we're past the point where uh, yeah, we can pretend his humanity is off. <laughs> no one believes it. Literally no one. It's she's like, you really thought that like you that I would kiss you? And it's like, oh, like, ow. Yeah, because um, he's like, what's so surprising that, you know, I would kiss you? And he, she's like, it's not surprising you would kiss me. She was surprised that he thought she would kiss him back is the thing. And yeah. again, she just uh, breaks this little boy. She really does. She doesn't need to, but she does. Um, because it's also just like she's, set, she's trying to set a very clear like boundary here. She's like, I mm-hmm. fucking date your brother. Like, grow up. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, she's, you know, trying to, she's worried about his stability and everything, but she's also being mature, and, you know, she would hope that a grown adult who is over 100 years old would also be mature, but you can't have that with Damo. Nope, one brain cell. Uh, so... Bonnie finds uh, her and is like, hey, so Catherine. <laughs> uh, then we have a uh, Tyler and Jeremy scene. They agree that Dick Lockwood sucks, and they drink. Yeah, um, so obviously when we were discussing season one, I brought to uh, the conversation the fact that there was apparently a lot of Jeremy Tyler shippers. At this point in the series, are you surprised? I mean, I guess I get it. Like, at this, like, like this felt like a scene pandering to people who, like, are interested in that connection, it, which it's, it's not necessarily my favorite character combination, but, like, I, I like the conversation they have here. I think it's nice where, like, um, Jeremy's like, I know exactly what it's like to have everybody, you know, like, in your house telling you how great your dead dad is. And mm-hmm. Tyler makes the good point where he's like, well, yeah, in your case, it's true. My dad sucked. And Jeremy's like, he sure did. <laughs> Dick Lockwood was not great, and I'm happy he's dead. Yep. Jill, how do you feel about that? Are you happy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kill him off. <laughs> and then, just to prove that there's a different way to do things than the way Dick Lockwood did, uh, Mason walks in on the two of them drinking from a flask, mm-hmm. and he sends Jer away, uh, but like without like roughing him up, and he, you know, he drinks with his nephew, but he doesn't, like, fight him which is weird because why don't you fight a child <laughs> the kids just begging for a fight mason by virtue of just not fighting a child ever he is so much better than his older brother even though he later gaslights a child he's still doing like so much better because he hasn't fought him yeah and you know what he gaslights him for what he thinks is uh, a good thing he's trying to protect this boy he's trying to protect a child <laughs> unlike his brother ever did yep <laughs> to be fair, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, so uh, then we have a Catherine and Stefan scene. They're outside. She's flirting. She's flirting. And she points out uh, that those asshole Lockwoods, uh, I guess, are worse than the fells as they took all the property and stuff they own from the tomb vampires. Yep. <laughs> they are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like... He's, like, really indifferent to her flirting. And she's, like, he's, like, yeah, I really, like, I don't want anything to do with you. And she's, like, hmm, your choice in women kind of, like, says otherwise, bro. Yeah, he's, in her mind at least, Mm -hmm. uh, he's playing hard to get. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Good for Catherine, you know, for trying. (laughs) Seeing if you can uh, break the unbreakable. Look, follow your heart, I guess, girl. Um, she is the best. Stefan kind of brings up that point where he's like, none of this was real for me. You compelled me. 
And uh, Catherine is not hearing it. She's like, sure, like, tell yourself what you want to tell yourself. Which, it's like, it's true. Yeah, it is uh, truly what happened. It's the fact. They're not going to retcon that. Like, that's that's the fact. Yeah, that is uh, what happened. Um, and so Catherine's like, the truth is, I came back for you. Aww. <laughs> Stefan is not amused. <laughs> Stefan doesn't find that sweet? What's wrong with him? Yeah, come on. She's so cute. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well, the problem, Catherine, is is that I hate you. And then she does, you know, what anyone who is in love with someone does. She stabs him in the gut and says, that sounds like the beginning of a love story. Not the end of one. To which Jill agreed emphatically. Yeah. We love. I mean, it's true. So as a big Damon and Elena fan, do, do you feel like Stefan and Catherine is the way to go with Stefan? Um, I would be down with Stefan and Catherine if Elena and Damon happened. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone you'd rather Stefan be with? If not, um... <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm getting things for my checking or fishing. <laughs> I <laughs> never, um, never fished in my life. <laughs> I mean, based on these episodes, I like Stefan and Caroline. Ooh. Um, but I know you are big uh, Caroline and Matt fans, so. That is very allowed. Um, okay, cool, noted, fishing done. <laughs> I feel like, unlike Damon, Elena, Catherine Stephan couldn't work just because Catherine is legitimately a sociopath. Humanity off or on. Yep. That's the problem right there. Because Damon, at least, you know, he is bad with his emotions, but, you know, he's got emotions. He yeah. feels. Um, Catherine's just a manipulative little bitch. <laughs> love her. But it's true. Uh, but we love her so much. So then uh, later, Elena is uh, trying to help Stefan with his uh, gaping stomach wound. <laughs> and Stefan's like, God, man, I let her get to me. You really did. I mean, he was having so much fun reading her for filth, and then she's like, swoop, 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 and she just pops him in the stomach. Oh, yeah, like, dude, she's older than you. Do not just, like, say mean stuff to her. And she drinks real blood, you little squirrel eater. <laughs> squirrel eater. <laughs> oh, my God. These are the characters we love. <laughs> Uh, we love it. Uh, so then, um, Damon is again trying to fight Stefan. Damon, just be mature. Listen to some Fall Out Boy. Morgan and Jill will say a song for you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what sh- what Fall Out Boy song should Damon listen to? Um, like, listen to a little less uh, 16 Candles, a little more Touch Me, and just, like, calm down. That's my advice. I second that. <laughs> I confess I messed up dropping I'm sorry like you're still around And I know you dressed up Hey kid you'll never live this down See in my head uh Damo's not listening to Fall Boy. He's listening to Simple Plan. <laughs> and he's just listening to Addicted and I'm Just a Kid on a loop. <laughs> on a loop. I'm a dick. I'm addicted to you. Oh my 
my God. Okay. I'm going to get us back on the rails. I am. Uh, so uh, Stephen and Damon have this kind of like aside where like Damon's like, come on, fight me. I kissed Elena. And Stefan says uh, this thing, which I think is really nice. Yeah. You kissed her because you feel something for her because you actually care. And I'm not going to let Catherine come in here and destroy this part of you. That's like finally willing to feel something. So like, how we respond to this is like what defines us. So like that, that's our choice. We have to make the right one. Uh, we love a good boy. The seven tells him she'll try to break you. She'll try to break us. And I'm like, ah, brothers. But Damon was just like, in his mind, he's just like, I want Stefan to punish me. Why won't he punish me? Mm-hmm. But he's just being a good brother. Stop being such an emo little bitch. Yeah. Once this podcast is wildly popular, we're going to have to get emo little bitch t-shirts made, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regardless of whether this becomes popular or not, the three of us need emo little bitch shirts. Right. And also Team Steve and Team Demo shirts. <laughs> uh, I am Team Steve and Team Demo. I mean, of course, there could be a Team C plus Team Demo shirts, uh, obviously. Oh my God. We love. Uh, so we have a uh, Jeremy and John Gilbert scene. They talk about. Dads. <laughs> Talking about dads, like, your father hated vampires, blah, 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 blah. And we established some rules for the ring that it only works. Um, it only will bring you back from a supernatural death. Yeah, that's why it didn't bring back uh, Grayson Gilbert when he, you know, drowned. Um, that's why Alaric and John have been coming back to life because, you know, these vamps keep stepping their necks and stabbing him and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Or throwing him off buildings. <laughs> yeah, John is leaving, as Stefan told him to, by the way. Yeah. Um, and even with this one scene with, like, the one Gilbert who did like him, but no longer likes him because, you know, killed Anna. Yeah. And it's just a piece of shit. John is still irredeemable, so... He sucks. Um, but I also noted, uh, starting with season two and starting this episode... Jeremy is jacked, baby. Stephen Harper Queen is jacked. Um, he's wearing a loose-fitting shirt in the scene, but look at those arms. You can see them. You can see it. And it's upsetting because once they show off his muscles, he still has the ch- like the face of a child. <laughs> so it's very disconcerting. And I don't like it. <laughs> but like, I like it, but I don't like it. I will agree that it's disconcerting. It really is. Because he gets very buff. Like, this is just the beginning. He does get very buff. There is a particular scene I have in mind. I know exactly what you're thinking of. It reaches its peak, and I don't like it. Because his face is still a... Ch- like, he still looks like, like a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of like a Taylor Lautner thing. Like... I, I like his face better than Taylor Lautner's. I think I do, but I, but I think that they're thing about Taylor Lautner was that he just like was cast to be like a cute baby face and then he like got really jacked because they were like going to recast him for New Moon and he was like no I'll just get jacked and uh, then they were like oh okay you got upsettingly jacked we'll keep you and I think it was the wrong call because I do think his face is at odds with his body (laughs) (laughs) and I think that that, um, it's even more so for Jeremy. Yeah it's strange i feel like Stephen r mcqueen eventually not on this show does grow into like his face grows into his body because mm-hmm. he did eventually show up on chicago fire mm-hmm. with uh taylor kitty mason lockwood himself and like he looked like an adult and not like a child playing firefighter right so he eventually grew into it just not on this show it's tough like being a, like an actor who is young is hard uh wouldn't wouldn't wish it on uh <laughs> 
anyone unless I guess it's what you want. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's just hard to grow into these things. Like it took James Vanderbeek forever to grow into his forehead. So, and now we have, yes, now we have, uh, we have the correct, the correct proportions. Oh God, I love. Uh, so as we move on, my next beat says Tyler Smash with a sad face. Uh, yeah, he is destroying his daddy's office uh, just because he's so he's so angry. And he Carol walks in and he he's like, I hate him. Understandably, Tyler has a lot of emotions to feel over Dick Lockwood being dead. Yeah, and but ultimately he hates the guy and he has lots of reason to. And he like because in his anger he pushes his mom to the couch. And then Mason comes in to, like, to calm him down. And I'm just like, Mason, you sweet man. I love you. Never fight a child. Yeah, he's just like, I'm just going to, like, hold this kid down and be like, you got to calm down. And he does. And it's, it's like, it's really sad to see, like, how scared Carol is of, like, her son for a second. And just the idea that, like, Tyler's just, like, a kid who runs, like, hot. Like, you kind of just, that's how he's played um and obviously there's this other thing that's uh at play here but like there are kids like tyler who are like that and have those anger problems and i just i think they all play it very nicely it's really sad and uh i will just say tyler's arc in this season is probably one of my favorite of the show really good it's great and it never gets bad ever at any point in the show (laughs) never Uh, uh, we have a Damon and Catherine scene. The ultimate uh, evil little bit scene. <laughs> yeah, she uh, comes to the manor to say goodbye to Damo. Mm-hmm. And he tells her that he's better at en- enigmatic one-liners than her. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. She invented them. Oof. It's just, it's so sad. She's like, come on, kiss me or kill me. We know you can only do one. And I was like, girl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we always mock him for when he tries to play like play cool against people, and they're just like they just throw him around like the dummy he is. Mm-hmm. But here, it's just like, oh, oh, Damo, you sad boy. You know, he's been pretending that he's gonna be like hard towards her this entire time, and then immediately he folds. It's so sad. It just breaks my heart. Like again, like another show would be like, he's so cool and he doesn't give her the time of day. But like, no, he loves her. Like he is like, that's why I, that's why we like him is because he is like, he is a mess. Like it's, it's so sad. They kiss. It's real hot. Um, yeah, I put sex o'clock in my notes. <laughs> Smooches in all caps. Oh, you didn't want to get TV uh, PG, did you? No, not going to get TV MA on your ass. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he, he like, even though he's getting everything that he wants, he stops it. And he's like, yeah. hey, if I could just ask like one question. And this is like maybe my favorite acting of his to date because it's so sad here. He's like, I just, I'm like, if I could just ask like one question. <laughs> Yeah, and he wants the truth. He says, this can be our defining moment. Uh, and he's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. He's like, I'll forget about everything. Like, And you know that that's huge for him because she made him feel so stupid. And that's like, you know, that's a for that kind of, the kind of person Damon is, like a pretty mortal sin. He's like, yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. Like, we can put all of this behind us. Just tell me the truth. And she cuts him off. And she's like, I know what you're going to say. And the truth is, I've never loved you. It was always Stefan. And in my notes, I wrote, oh boy. I wrote, I'm cry. 
Jill, how did you feel about that moment, which is just very mean? It was mean, but in the chat, I said, Damo, she doesn't love you. And then she said that immediately after I sent it. And I said, oh, that came quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we learned in the chat that Jill apparently wrote the season of the Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Uh, oh, I'm now I'm looking through our chat and I'm remembering a very important demo line we did not call out, which is when he's like, why aren't why won't you fight me? I'd fight me. <laughs> which is great. But oof, yeah. Look, Jill, I just want to thank you for writing this season of the Vampire Diaries. You did a really good job. You are so welcome. Yeah, thank you, Jill, for writing one of my favorite seasons of television of all time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Uh, guys, it hurts. It hurts. That's a rough scene. This was where I noted that uh, this entire season has uh, some of most of probably Ian's best acting on the show. Yeah, it's really good. I, there are a lot of moments I'm excited to happen and I'm excited to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, so many moments are going to make me cry. Some that make me laugh. Mm-hmm. We love. Oof. You cry. I'm doomed. Oh, I uh, was crying, like, at the beginning of episode two. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This one got me to tear up a little bit, and uh, the Ferris wheel scene later got me to tear up a little bit. Um, Uh, Oh, should we do a, should we start doing a cry count for season two? Because, oh boy, I'm going to cry a lot this season. I cry a lot this season. (laughs) Oh my. Yeah, we do have to do a cry count. So our, our next scene is also a rough one, it turns out. Oh, yeah, this one is... Oof. Elena goes to her room. I say hello to her painting of a horse that lives above her bed. I say hello to memories. Yeah. It's just fucking Damon's there. <laughs> he scares her. Uh, yeah, he's got a real uh, spike in seeing red energy in this moment. Yeah. Uh, and she, like, she, you know, she tries to get to the root of it where she's like, you care. Like, you care about this. Like, that's good. And he's meanwhile calling her a liar and says she, there's something between them. Mm-hmm. And he's all, let me try to kiss you into feeling this, which is not good. We don't like it. We don't, I don't like it. I didn't like it. She says no repeatedly. And she reminds him that, like, it's Stefan. Like, that's who she loves. Like, yeah, she also says it's, it's always going to be Stefan, which is like the eighth mean thing she said to him. So at this point, he snaps. And at this point, like it's like, well, Elena does not know that this has been said to um, to David in a very painful way, you know, two seconds ago. Yeah. But um, it's still no excuse for what happens. Yeah, so Jeremy comes in, he like hears his sister in an altercation with Damon, and he's like, uh, what's going on? And uh, Damon goes into a fugue state. I mean, can you describe it in a better way? Uh, I'll just say this. I remember it. I always forget how brutal this scene is. Um, In my mind, it always lives as like he sees Jeremy and then he like goes up to him and he spitefully just like snaps his neck. But instead, it is a much longer scene where he kind of taunts him and is like, you really want to be a vampire. You really want to not feel pain. If you, when you're a vampire, you can shut it off. So why don't like you just die? Yeah. Like all you just need to do is a snap and there you go. And he snaps his neck. Yeah. So that's pretty bad. And like that during that whole thing, like Elena is seeing what is happening and she is 
pleading with him not to do it. Yeah. And he is not listening, um, which is just like really, really dark. And I, I love that the show wants to do this because it wants to dig into the consequences of Damon being like as bad and reactive and like immature and petulant as he can be. And uh, this is a pretty unforgivable thing. <laughs> yeah, didn't I? It was at this point in uh, the chat where I sarcastically said, oh, boyfriend material. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this is where I said, he fucking killed her brother. He he killed him. Crazy. Can't believe they did it. Yeah, and then so Damon leaves and Elena, you know, is cradling her brother. And she sees the ring and she basically is just hoping mm-hmm. that it works. Yeah. Oh, it is so heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, so then Mason and Tyler have a little scene where he's just, where Tyler just says this thing that's also just really heartbreaking. He's like, I just don't want to be like this anymore. And Mason's like, of course you don't. Like, it's the Lockwood curse. This is why they call it a curse. And like, I dealt with it too, and I'll help you, which is next. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's, that's the thing, and this has been the case in season one, Tyler doesn't understand why he behaves like this, why he can't, like, just calm down, why he, you know, snaps. And, you know, we saw him, like, push Carol, and I just have to imagine, like, how Dick Lockwood must have been to his wife, honestly. We know, like, he beat up his son. Like, I want to, like, I, I kind of like, don't want to know, but, like, I, I can't imagine he treated Carol much better. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that Carol had to step on uh, quite a lot of uh, eggshells around her husband. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, it's really fucking uh, upsetting. Good thing we do not miss Dick Lockwood even a little bit. We do not uh, rest in hell. Um, <laughs> so then we have a uh, Stefan and Elena scene and uh like nia dobrev is great in the scene she this whole episode elena has been sticking up for damon and has been trying to like propose ways to make this whole thing work and now that he has done this um she is over it she says there is nothing good about him and stefan tries to defend him and she says i hate him Stefan which is so sad and it's also they all confirm this later I believe Um, but Stefan says he believes that Damon saw the ring and Elena's like no he didn't see the ring so Uh we will get a we will get confirmation on whether or not Damon saw the ring and which is still a terrible thing to do yeah because Elena didn't see the ring until after Jeremy was dead anyway so And she makes the great point where she's like, he wants to be hated because it's easier that way. And he's got his wish because I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Jill, how you doing? Guys, um, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have some bad takes here. And I just want to approach it with, I, I'm a pretty morally sound person. <laughs> when it comes to watching like supernatural shows or reading supernatural books. Um, like this makes sense for him. Like that completely made sense. So I'm not mad about it. <laughs> if that makes sense. In what way does it make sense other than him being a petulant man baby? Cause that's what he is. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that it makes sense because he is a petulant man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like two, the two women, that he has soft spots for it. obviously is not an excuse, but the two mm. women both rejected him in the same fucking way. <laughs> so he's always pretty funny though. Mapped. 
I just, I don't know. It, it worked for me. I'm not mad about it. Obviously, it was a terrible thing to do, and her reaction is correct. But I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think what I like is that, like, Elena doesn't, like, no one is like, it's fine that you did this. Like, Stefan is trying to do this not to his face. Like, Stefan is trying to justify the fact that he's still going to keep loving his brother because he's always going to love his brother no matter what. He's, like, trying to talk to himself and talk Elena down so she doesn't do something reckless and get herself hurt. But, like, no one's defending Damon on the show. And I think that's why it's fine to do this. If that makes sense, like I, I don't disagree with the show making this choice because that is that is good. Yes, I agree. And you know, there's a later moment in the show when that's not the case, and they do try to defend Damon for a bad behavior, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, but we are not there yet. We are, we are, we are now. We are now where Damon is, uh, like being bad, but the show is is acknowledging it and handling it well, which is great. Yes, that is good. We are also at the hospital. <laughs> oh boy. So it seems like Elena's coming to see Caroline, which obviously it's not because it's Catherine. She even introduces herself as Catherine. Mm-hmm. And Caroline's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and she tells Caroline to give the Salvatore brothers a message, which is game on. And then she smothers her with a pillow. Because remember, Caroline has Damon's blood in her system, which means... Carolyn's gonna have to start her own vampire diary, if you know what I mean. Uh, she smothers my beautiful baby. <laughs> yeah, holy shit, what a moment. We love it, folks. We do, and Jill has never been happier, I guess, because she was right, because she wrote this, obviously. <laughs> yeah, seeing as I wrote this show, it was no surprise. <laughs> Jill, are you really happy that um, people have like started a podcast about the great show that you wrote? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes me happy. Yeah, we got guys. We really just started this, uh, this podcast so Jill could give her insight as you know the creator and writer of Vampire Diaries, <laughs> as the authorial voice. <laughs> so we've kind of hinted at it, but like not really talked about it. But mm-hmm. as we always mention, you know, people just talk about how much they hate Caroline in the first season. Mm-hmm. But that's the rest of that sentence is basically, but they love her once she becomes a vampire, mm-hmm. which. Again, I, I, I love Vampire Carolina, and we will get into this, but, like, I love original recipe Caroline, too, and she was always always good and pure and great. Yep. Uh, Caroline has not, nor will she ever cease to be my baby, and I love her so much. Um, I love I, I love Candace Agala. I love Caroline. I love um, uh, characters that love Caroline. Um, big fan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as we're saying, you know, some people can be like, my character is perfect and they're baby. <laughs> and with Caroline, she's right. Look, yeah, see, there's a the thing is like, I think it's wrong to do that, except when you stand Caroline Forbes like I do. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> How, like, obviously, people are, go- like, some people are going to listen to this eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But if, like, the hardcore stands start listening to this, mm-hmm. how upset with us do you think they will be? As we have made it clear that our opinions are the definitive opinions, and they're the right ones. 
I mean, like, I mean, I, I welcome other opinions. I get, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what we've said that's controversial other than we like Bonnie, like, which I we called out the racism of the the Bonnie hatred too. Yeah, we don't think people should be racist, um, (laughs) and we like the characters on the show. I mean, it's a hot take in twenty twenty to say being racist is bad. I forgot it is 2020. We do live in a hellscape. So saying racism is bad is very spicy of us. Um, <laughs> to call out the Confederacy <laughs> is a problem. Oh, uh, yeah. God, we're going to have the Confederacy in our mentions. Um, I mean, again, I don't think we've said anything controversial. If we if we find out that we've said something controversial, there is ch- every chance I might go back on something and be like, I'm really sorry. Like, everybody like what you like. Because I, I am very much a like, if you like stuff, I want you to win and get to like that thing. So if I've alienated any Jeremy Gilbert stan, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a sweet boy with floppy hair and i'm glad he's your fave i have questions about him being your fave but i'm glad he's your fave i'm happy he exists for you and like and and steven R. queen i think is is doing a good job and i like him and yeah i just i'm again like if I don't think we've said anything that controversial yet. I mean, we've, like, honestly, like, gone deep into Jeremy's character and what works and what doesn't work. I think we've been, like, we make fun of his hair, but, like, Mm -hmm. that's necessary. Look, I make fun of emos, but I can do that because I'm emo. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, so many Fall Out Boy songs have been mentioned on this podcast just from you alone. I'm going to make a, like, a playlist of, like, Fall Out Boy songs everyone in the Vampire Diaries should have been listening to to, like, calm down. (laughs) <laughs> pop that out on spotify for everyone that's what people want yeah every time we say we're gonna fight someone we're not gonna fight anyone except for the person who has the the, the rightful jobo baggins username we'll fight them mm-hmm. that person will fight for sure yes hands thrown yeah like dude if you like the vampire diaries i want to be your friend and talk to you about the vampire diaries like there's there's not a lot of fights to have i mean unless like you're the number one john gilbert or isabel fan like i feel like we can get along yeah if you're like a big dick lockwood stan we might have problems (laughs) you think he was right to fight his child yeah like 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 then we can throw hands but i think we're good for now yeah um so episode two season two brave new world yeah yeah um this is an i'll say it's an all-time great episode of vampire diaries hell yeah it uh it slaps it bangs it hits it does all the things yeah it truly rolls. Like, Caroline wakes up and she's a fucking vampire and it's great. Caroline wakes up as a fucking vampire and figures out how to control it, like, immediately because she is that bitch. She's so great. I love her so much. Uh, Candace Agle has a very good hungry face. Like, she sees the blood and she does a very good, like, hmm, would like to eat face. Um, I love her. Uh, here I wonder, uh, what they were drinking, um, when they were drinking blood on the show. Um, was it Hawaiian Punch? I want to know. Um, I mean, it's like the usual corn syrup situation and food dye, but like, we're saying it's Hawaiian Punch now. I hope it's Hawaiian Punch. Yeah. Cause like, I, like on iZombie, on I like the brains were like a 
gross sugary paste or something. Like, it was like eating frosting. Ew. Yeah, especially once they were, like, eating it from the tubes. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, uh, that's, that's not as good as Hawaiian punch. Yeah, like, no thanks. Especially if you have to, like, drizzle it in hot sauce. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Caroline wakes up uh, dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one black nurse at the hospital is here. She was also uh, Vicky's nurse, by the way. Oh, she was? She was. Aww. Yeah. And hey, she makes it through this, so good for her. Yeah, she does, because Caroline, Caroline um, I love, I, I, I wrote a lot in the chat that Vampire Caroline is me, and it has a lot to do with how she's constantly apologizing for everything she does. <laughs> uh, what a good kid. She's a bloodthirsty vampire, but she's very sorry about it. <laughs> She's uh, hungry in the middle of the night because, you know, mm-hmm. got to make the transition, mm-hmm. got to drink the blood. And there's no one to stop her and be like, you have to make the choice if you want to feed or if you want to just desiccate and die. Um, so she's just like, I'm going to s- snag some blood and then go slurp, slurp, slurp. And then uh, poor Caroline, she's like disgusted with herself because she's drinking blood and she throws it. But she's like, but actually, it tasted good. Yeah. Slurp, slurp, slurp. <laughs> I love her. This is where my notes get bad because I ate some pizza. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got some notes for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, our event of the week is no longer uh, Dick Lockwood's funeral. It is the annual carnival, which is <laughs> be more Mystic Falls. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bonnie and Elena are sitting up uh, the carnival, taking over what would usually be Caroline's duties. They're talking Catherine. Mm-hmm. And Elena's whole thing is that they, they need to start doing, you know, human stuff. Otherwise, they're going to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, A for effort. Definitely A for effort. And this, uh, in these quarantines, uh, this spoke to me very deeply. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it'd be cool to do, like, a human. Like, guys, wouldn't you go to the, like, a carnival right now? Holy shit. Let's go do a, I want to do a ring toss. Um, but yeah, meanwhile, they're joking about Caroline not being human, ha ha ha, and that's how she's able to do all these things. And meanwhile, you know, Caroline's not human. But also, Stefan's explaining, like, explaining Vervain to Jeremy, other than just, you know, giving him Vervain bracelet mm-hmm. and vampire rules. And uh, we're at uh, haircut number eight for Jeremy, Weird. by the way. He kind of, he finally got a trim mm-hmm. um, after the way season one ended for his hair. <laughs> Um, I know that Jeremy does say the word epic in this scene, and I did note it because it is another word we should watch out for. Of course. Uh, yeah, and Jared definitely wants to kill Damo because, you know, Damo killed him. Mm-hmm. But Stefan, like, in my mind, Stefan just slapping him around again. <laughs> He's like, uh, pretty bold of you to tell me all this, uh, like, and trust me not to kill you. And Stefan's like, LOL, okay. You stupid child. I have to deal with you because you're my girlfriend's brother, but I don't like you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Uh, but yeah, um, that is that scene. Uh, but yeah, Elena shows up. Uh, uh, Stephanie calls her a slave driver because she's basically channeling Caroline for this carnival. Mm-hmm. And uh, later, Caroline is going to make a good point about uh, Elena's ability to do that. But I do love that Stefan says Damon's out of control. And then we cut to Damon drinking tea with Carol Lockwood. His other best friend. Out of control. But yeah, Elena does tell Stefan they'll be boring high school students, which, way to go. Uh, so no V word or D word. And yeah, D word is drinking uh, tea with a C word. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, and we love it. And they're talking about um, secret vampire shit. Uh, yeah, Damon uh, gets to put in charge of everything. So he's he's tasked with finding the vampire who attacked John Gilbert, uh, Fat Chance. And also uh, because Carol's now interim mayor, she puts she puts Damon in charge of the Founders Council. It's so funny. It's so funny. His plan worked even better than he he planned it, honestly. He he lucked into it. His Eddie Haskell bullshit like worked the fuck out and I love him for it. And then this is also the scene where Mason and Tyler come in from their run. It's great. Tyler shirtless Mason unfortunately is not and I'm furious, but you know what? I can live with it. Rude as hell, but uh, the boys want to run, and Mason's, like, fishing for info about Tyler. He's like, do you, like, get mad when you exercise a lot? And, like, Tyler's like, no, I play three varsity sports. Like, I exercise all the time. I'm still mad. Like, Yeah, Mason's, like, trying to figure out, like, if that calms him down at all, because I'm guessing maybe for Mason that helps. But the fact that even exercise or any, like, something to zone out doesn't help Tyler. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's really bad. Yeah, he asked him about, like, his anger and aggression and, and having episodes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it really it sucks. There's, like, Tyler has no way to just chill out. Mm-hmm. Tyler needs to go to therapy. Well, he might, like, fight the therapist. <laughs> needs to be, uh, like, fully restrained during therapy. Yeah, and Damo's listening in on all of this because, again, the Lockwoods, there's something up with them. Mm-hmm. But he can't figure it out yet. Uh, then, then we do we have more Caroline next? Yeah, Caroline is realizing in her room that the sun burns her mm-hmm. again. She's a smart cookie, smart cookie. Matt uh, shows up with food, and uh, Zach Rorig is still wearing like the cast, but now it's like a fake cast because obviously mm-hmm. his hand would have healed by then. But because this is supposed to be like the day after or something that yeah. happened, he had to keep wearing the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he brought her food. She's like, I'm not, that food's disgusting, basically, because, you know, all she wants is to swipe on some blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to kiss her, but the sun, so she doesn't kiss him. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to open the, like, curtains, the sun, in, and she, like, scurries to the side of the room into the shadows. And the way Candace Akala says, close it, it's like, girl, this is acting right here. This is yes. good stuff. Again, Caroline being like, Ugh, like I don't want to look at the sun. I just want to be home. like again. Uh, Vampire Caroline remains me as hell. <laughs> so he leaves. He's like really worried that she's mad at him. Yeah, and he leaves, and she's immediately sad, and she does a controlled slide, which means she's learned from Elena. Yeah. Uh, it's spreading. I wonder who will be the next one to control a slide, <laughs> or if it will just go back to Elena. Will Jeremy try it? I feel like he needs to. He, I don't feel like he has it yet. I would, I would love to see him try. I wonder if he does do one. I do, I do believe at some point in this scene, Caroline does scream, "I'm not neurotic," which I was like, "Oh, honey." <laughs> Caroline, if there's one thing about you, vampire or not, you are neurotic. Like looking in a mirror. <laughs> so Damon is teasing Stefan. He's like, "I like that you're walking on eggshells because your friend going to snap. You know, going to explode is what he says. Uh, actually, yeah. See, that's the thing. Remember when he was saying that just ignore Catherine and it'll drive her crazy. Like, ignore Damo, it'll drive him fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. He's being a little stinker. Yeah. So his new thing that he's obsessing over is like that he thinks the Lockwoods have a family secret. He is correct. Mm-hmm. But you know, Stefan wants to focus on the Catherine thing because that is also very important. Is there currently, yeah, a couple of things that are very important and they should focus on. And I will say there will be more things they need to focus on. They got a lot to juggle for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of juggling in the season, and it never is like 
I never feel like, oh, no, there's too much to handle, you know? Mm-hmm. Caroline, uh, let's see, le- new thing she learned, she can't wear her necklace now because Vervain, again, no one told her any of these things because they're all bad friends. <laughs> this is what Jill pointed out, that she's learning this on her own. It's like, yeah, unlike Vicky, who, love love Vicky, she's also a tragic mess. Uh-huh. Like Caroline, for all her neuroses, is also, like, type a like go get her she can fucking get stuff done and that's exactly what's happening here she doesn't need the people here to, like Stefan or damon to like to go take her through everything because like she can figure it out on her own because that's just the type of person she is yeah she's smart she's proactive she's sipping on her blood and she's doing her best <laughs> she's sneaking in that blood sip uh, it's oh baby girl um then she gets the horny eyes <laughs> She does get a case of the horny eyes, and she is confused why her eyes are so horny. Yeah, and then she sticks her teeth, and then she's, like, really upset about that, actually. She's like, it's like her first I'm a monster situation, really. And then the one nurse shows up, and um, Caroline super speaks to her and compels her not to tell anyone. And then, I mean, God, Caroline's just so good at this. And then she uh, gets a little snack on with the nurse. She has a little slurp. Um, this is one of the, one of the many times this episode I wrote slurp and then a sad face in the chat. <laughs> she just, she's so, Candace Eichel is so good in the scene. Uh, I will sound like a broken record. Sorry. She just like this one, particularly like the crying and like the sounds she makes, like when her teeth come out for the first time, like the horror that she plays with it. Like, it's so sad. And then her like telling the nurse like not to tell anyone this happened and then like accidentally compelling her is so good like she just really is like so scared and it shows you like how if you are on your own with this like how hard it is to not become a monster yeah like she's doing a really good job yeah just a warning for season two we will be praising candace akawa a lot uh same with nina dobrev it's just they're very good at acting Mm mm-hmm how it works <laughs> just deal with it you guys just deal with how good they are at acting <laughs> we're we're very again i we're gonna get canceled for saying they're good hey hey assholes <laughs> you, you know what <laughs> some good acting the show we're doing a podcast about we like it <laughs> jill how do you feel about that hot take of us liking the show i don't know guys that's um <laughs> pretty big hot <laughs> <laughs> pretty big hot take yeah we're escaping <laughs> that's, a, that's a spicy hot take <laughs> oh, oh my god so then we're back at the fair and we're a team jacob reference yeah the ring tosses out of team jacob tees I screamed. <laughs> um, and then enter handsome actor BJ Britt, which people most likely know from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Unreal and Being Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. He's looking all handsome and uh, Bonnie's like, uh, want to kiss. And He is so handsome. <laughs> he's a very handsome man. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in my notes, uh, Jill will be unhappy soon because he was very happy when this happened. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, no. I should have known. Uh, we'll talk about it, but it makes me very mad. Yeah. <laughs> what happens. Yep. Uh, so then in the next scene, I just know Moonstone is said for the first time because I wrote in the chat, that's one. How much did your eyes light up when uh, Moonstone was said, by the way, Morgan? Oh, God. I was like unbelievably excited. I was thrilled to hear it for the first time. I, yeah, I was excited for the Moonstone talk. I was excited to see it. Uh, I'm very excited for the next episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Mason is uh, snooping in Dick's office looking for that moonstone. Mm-hmm. And Tyler walks in, so like, what are you doing? And then Mason tries to play it cool, so he's like looking for a family artifact heirloom, and they joke about you know him blowing through his trust fund. He's like, I did that in my early 20s. Um, and it's like, the moonstone is just sentimental value, no monetary value. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's like, we, we can ask my mom later. It's time to go to carnival, so... Yeah. Off to a Mystic Falls event. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Jeremy with the line of the episode uh, to Damon. Aren't you a little old for a high school carnival? <laughs> I mean, wow. Damon is too old for all of these high school events. And yet he keeps showing up. <laughs> got, got. Oh, we love it. And uh, yeah, it fucking rolls. <laughs> Uh, that we have a Caroline scene. <laughs> oh, wait. Also, we have Damon just like threatening Jeremy hard, where Jeremy tries to be cool. He's like, I got the ring. And Jill's like, You're a fucking idiot for pointing out the ring. <laughs> um, but yeah, Damon just is like, I'm not even going to pretend to like a- be apologetic about snapping his neck. I'm just going to be an asshole and threaten him again in public. <laughs> Sorry, I took that completely for granted. I was like, Yeah, obviously, Damon threatens Jeremy's life. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. Then then we go to Caroline. Caroline says, God bless Elena. She does not understand the word fabulous. <laughs> oh, Caroline, you sweet girl. So yeah, Caroline is dealing with this whole, you know, being a vampire, but she's got to go to the carnival and fix whatever Elena fucked up. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a spoiler, but I don't think it really matters to say, so I'm going to say it. It's things like this that make me wish that, like, Catherine and Caroline had more scenes together. Because <laughs> I feel like they really could level with each other in a lot of ways. I feel like Catherine should like Caroline. <laughs> I agree. I think they're both like too wary of each other. <laughs> they should just give it up and be best friends. Yeah, sorry, Isabel. Fuck you. It's all about Caroline now. <laughs> Hell yeah. But um, yeah, I love I love it, and she again says she's sorry so many times. And uh, what has she compelled uh, the nurse to say is the reason for the bite? Well, that her husband's kinky. <laughs> yes, my husband likes to get kinky. Such a, a Caroline compulsion line. Uh, and the way she lights up when she says it back to her, and she's like, "Great, you got it." <laughs> right, we have like the the little lesbian friendship bracelet because <sighs> we're freaky like that. Yep. Classic Caroline lines. She she might be like on top of things, but she's also such a child. She's such a child. She's so extra. I just like, I love her. <laughs> she likes to get kinky. It's like, um, just forget about this ever happened. And the nurse is like, what happened? And yeah, Caroline is loving, loving this. She's like, that, this part of it is cool. And then moves on. Love it. It almost makes it seem like there isn't so much trauma happening in this episode. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the boys, uh, the Salvatore boys are at the carnival and they're watching the Lockwoods arm wrestle. They're watching Tyler first. Yeah. And Tyler's no winning. And then Mason comes in like, how about I challenge you, child? Mm-hmm. But not in the same way that like Dick Lockwood challenged a child. Can you imagine Dick Lockwood arm wrestling his son in front of people and being so upset when he loses? Oh, I wouldn't like it. It would it'd be very sad. He Again, he would fight his child in front of everyone. He truly would, and I wouldn't like it. So Mason wins and is, like, really sweet. And then Damon volunteers Stefan to go, and people call him Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost my mind. <laughs> it's really good. It's Fucking great. Steph is great. Love it. I, in my notes, I just started calling him Steph. Great. 
he so like Damon's like okay like suss him out so Stefan uh, arm wrestles Mason Mason wins and Damon's like you didn't even fucking try and Stefan's like no I did yeah and they was like what is up with that family and you know maybe you should pay attention to Tyler when like the moon is like right behind him yeah uh yeah you stupid idiot Damon why don't you pay attention to the moon he was getting shot by Logan Fell instead <laughs> you stupid idiot getting shot by Logan Fell Fool. Stefan jokes that they're Ninja Turtles. Yeah, he's definitely more than human. <laughs> and then he jokes that they're zombies and possibly werewolves, which obviously, like, it's not, we know they're werewolves. We don't have to pretend, like, we don't know they're werewolves. It's, yes. We know they're werewolves. <laughs> but yeah, he does say Ninja Turtles, and it's really funny. And Damon says, you're not funny. You have no comedic timing. <laughs> Damon calls them combat turtles because he's an old fucking man. He does call them combat turtles, and I did lose my mind. <laughs> Grandpa Salvatore over here. <laughs> See, he doesn't belong at a high school carnival. I love, I love it. He's a thousand. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, then his his decision is to compel uh, BJ Britt's character to pick a fight with Tyler, as we all know that Tyler's incapable of like walking away from a fight. Mm-hmm. You, he had to pick the the boy that Bonnie was smiling at, didn't he? Yeah fucked up i wrote mean with a lot of exclamation points i also think it's very funny that damon has noticed tyler enough to be like that kid never walks away from a fight i'm like do you just have a radar for drama like because you've never cared about tyler before (laughs) you've interacted once and you weren't nice to him we're not but who is he nice to not even elena who he likes fucked up But yeah, uh, so Demo's next scene is getting his ass kicked by Caroline. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> uh, drag him, queen. Our chat is just get him, kill him, murder him. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish it was a full-blown fight scene, honestly. I really think that they this is one of the the times where I'll get on them. I think they underestimated like how much of a reckoning needed to happen here. Like after what Damon did to Caroline, because I I need more than this. Um, yeah, I need a one sided of her just whipping his ass. Yeah, she doesn't have to kill him, but like she has to like kick his ass. Yeah, because she says I remember, and she like shoves him across the hall, and she says, you know, Catherine says game on, but then she just says you suck and leaves, and I was like, no, you gotta like break him, poke him with things, stab him. He should get poked. He should get stabbed. He should be like told how much pain he inflicted on her and that that is not okay and that there are going to be consequences for it and i am i am disappointed because i think there is a strong lack of consequences for what damon did to caroline and that is a thing i'll continue to harp on like yep yeah like i think there is a probably pretty appropriate amount of consequences for what damon does to jeremy but uh, i think there are not enough consequences for what he does to caroline because I understand in a sense you don't want to like address the situation with your other like love interest male, but at the same time he's not able to be like a love interest male until obviously he's like a better person. Mm-hmm. And part of being a better person would be you know approaching that situation and like actually discussing it and making him feel remorse and dealing with it. It's it's something that like you kind of can't do in TV now anymore. That I think you used to be able to do a lot more. And again, like, sorry to bring up Gossip Girl, but like, 
watching it right now and it being on at a similar time that this show was on, like mm-hmm. Chuck Bass, like sexually assaults two women in that pilot. And uh, like, you know, in the second season is like trying to save like a girl who's being, who's like doing sex work and like maybe being abused. Like it's unclear um, as if he would never like take advantage of a woman. So like, mm-hmm. I think there's this kind of like the, first half of season one doesn't count. Even he's leading male love interest. He's still, you know, selling his girlfriend for a hotel, uh, punching glass and like cutting her, you know, romantic stuff. Yeah, really romantic stuff. But, uh, but yeah, like I think there just used to be this thing where like, you could just bury stuff and be like, if we just don't address it, it kind of didn't happen. Like, or it just means that everybody's okay with it. Like, I think they were able to duck out of what they owed on it. Mm -hmm. And I think it kind of like lives in this like weird sub canonical space. Yeah. And and that's tough. Part of it is also because, you know, these RCW shows Mm -hmm. and you know, with fandoms, as we were discussing, there is a way to like you when you just are so into a character, you will like ignore like the horrible things. Mm -hmm. But these Gossip Girl and uh, to a lesser extent than Vampire Diaries, both of these shows were also uh, critically acclaimed shows. So they also got like critical discussion, which made it so even though you were having like fandom ignoring these things intentionally, um, all the reviewers definitely weren't. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things that they probably could have gotten away with them if they were lesser shows. Yeah. But because they weren't, it really stuck out. And it's like one of those things where like, we're going to keep talking about it. So it's not going to go away. Yeah. This, this one is like a really hard thing for me about a show that I really like is that I think, I think this is one thing that is like kind of mishandled. Like I I wish, like, I I feel like Caroline doesn't get her due, like for what happened to her. (laughs) Cause again, rewatching that early stuff with you guys, it's so sad. (laughs) And again, we've talked about it before, but it's even worse because we know that his humanity is on. So it's not like he's like a, a soulless monster doing this. He, he's he got his humanity on and that just makes it worse. Yeah. And he's just kind of decided that Caroline is like fine collateral damage and that like, you know, and he was going to kill her and like hurt her a ton. And it's really sad. Like he apologizes to Jeremy about what he did to Vicky. Yeah. <laughs> like he should apologize to Caroline about what he did to her and everyone should be saying he should apologize to caroline yep they're not yeah and it's because it's weird because they're gonna like i i'd like to talk about it more as we go through like the way their characters interact Mm -hmm. because you know obviously they are are both important parts of like this ensemble going forward and there is always this like tenseness between them but it's like okay are you tense because this person like really really hurt you and did a bunch of unforgivable stuff to you and you can never be okay with it or like do you guys just have like kind of an antagonistic friendship and it it teeters kind of depending on the moment so it's a little Mm -hmm. hard and we did discuss uh uh, and we'll talk more about obviously the weirdness of it is because as much as he's like playing the council like liz is genuinely like damon's best friend yeah so that's a whole other layer to it, too. Yeah, that's never explored, right? I think it is to an extent. Mm-hmm. I will not get into when, obviously, 
yeah, we'll keep we'll kind of keep an eye on this as it goes on because I think it's something worth having a discussion on because I I mean I it's my belief that everybody who made this show is like well intentioned and like for the most part and like kind and is not trying to uh, perpetuate anything bad and mm-hmm. it's a show that I really like so it's a show I don't think is bad in any way like I mean mm-hmm. not in any way like everything makes mistakes but um it's a show I really like and stand by so I'm interested in talking about this more as we go forward yeah also everything we're saying it could, it could be that cw like his notes was like how about we don't address uh what damon did because you know he's a love interest so it could, it could have just been the cw saying all that so fucking fair making tv is really hard and like you know we could not have that scene because the light wasn't right that day like we could not have that scene because it rained like you never know yeah that was in our deep discussion jill do you want to add any any depth to this podcast uh no i mean i think i'm good <laughs> Thank you, Jill. I feel like we got like really into it and I feel like we'll keep getting into it in in general in season two, everything because season two is just the best. Yes, it's really great. And just like, since I think the show is really good at like holding people's feet to the fire for stuff that they've done, this one is kind of like a glaring absence. But Mm -hmm. Jill, as the person who wrote it, um, I'm just going to tell you that I think you did a really good job. (laughs) I really appreciate it. But I, I'm not going to be honest with you about the parts that don't fully work for me. Yeah. All tens of our uh, listeners are going to love this new bit that we have for season two. <laughs> um, Jill, when this comes out, you have to change your Twitter bio to say that you wrote The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> but only season two. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I won't take credit for any other season. <laughs> Just season two. Uh, what a good season to be able to take credit for. That's incredible. She, she got in. She got out. Her legacy. <laughs> So proud of you. My um my college yearbook um when it was it was season it was season six when I was a senior. So I said I said it would be my font in the like there was a thing that was like in the next ten years what will you be doing? And I was like in ten years I'll be writing on season sixteen of the Vampire Diary. <laughs> and I'm devastated to inform you guys it did not make it to season sixteen. <laughs> With spinoffs, it's like it did. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, so our next scene is a Damon and Elena scene. He's like, you need to come with me. And she's like, absolutely not. You're mean. <laughs> Demo, how about you give her details for why she should come with you? But instead, he's like, no, come with me now. And she's like, okay. Yeah, the next scene, I wrote Tyler fight o'clock. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, VJ Britt just starts up, starts the fight and, and Tyler can't just walk away. And Mason stops it. And he does um, what I wrote are cool werewolf moves and eyes. I wrote woof eyes. <laughs> you idiot. Um, I I really like to say wolf in the way that um, Schmidt on New Girl says wolf. Um, even if you're just a wolf. Uh, yeah, he shows some wolf eyes. It's pretty great. I was just watching the episode where Cece is like, the way you pronounce um, simple words in the worst possible way. <laughs> uh, beautiful. We love when uh we, look when we do new girl later it'll be great yeah. Um, but yeah so he he does some wolf stuff and tyler's like uh wolf stuff he definitely does wolf stuff he, he he's on his hands <laughs> he's doing a little a wolf jump it is undeniably wolf stuff i'm like pantomiming it over this podcast i know exactly the motion that you're doing i'm doing it as well <laughs> Listeners, wherever you are, please do the wolf thing. (laughs) 
which to me it just kind of looks like I'm petting the air with both hands. It's like it's like I'm scooping the air, but like the wrong way. <laughs> it is a reverse scoop. <laughs> Jill, are you doing it? I sure am. <laughs> And I have no way to prove that you're not, so I will believe you. <laughs> I love that we can just have, like, really serious conversation about the show's flaws, and then we start doing this. <laughs> Look, we contain multitudes. Yeah, so <laughs> Mason saves the day with his uh, cool werewolf moves. Mm-hmm. We love it. And I was like, your eyes. Because, <laughs> again, he gets wolf eyes. Yeah, he has wolf eyes. So then uh, we have a Caroline and Matt scene, and she surprises him at the carnival, and she says she's all better. <laughs> Uh, and she fucking breaks a bunch of bottles in ring toss and she says it must have already been broken and he calls her a killer and it's really cute and I love it and then they hug but then she sniffs his neck and gets horny eyes and she has to run away and she's like just leave me alone so you can imagine why he feels like she's mad at him yeah poor Matt is like I'm trying to be a good boyfriend I'm really scared and my girlfriend's acting really alarming (laughs) Matt Donovan good boyfriend I'm gonna say good boyfriend good boyfriend uh then we have a classic uh seven demon elena deciding what to do about someone scene they're definitely in rick's classroom even though he's not here i feel like they like all of a key to rick's classroom where it's like if you ever need this to like have those like long conversations you guys have about what to do about people you can use my classroom i don't know i don't think he gave them the key i think damon stole the key and he made copies (laughs) It's 100% true. He went to like a key place and he got little, those little things, the rubber things that go on top of the keys so you know which one it is. And he got a different color for everybody. Love that. And I love that for him. I love that errand for him. Yeah. Um. So he tells them how Catherine turned Caroline and came on. And Amo's plan is that they kill Caroline, bringing up Vicky as his example. Mm-hmm. And he also says that Caroline wouldn't make it as a vampire, even though, as we're pointing out, Caroline's already kind of crushing it as a vampire which is just like proof that like he does not know her he has not considered her which makes me even angrier yeah he brings up like her having a vamp hunter mom but like come on he's just underestimating her he's a a big dick Mm -hmm. and but the thing is that i appreciate about the scene is elaine is very much like no we can't that's absolutely unacceptable and stefan agrees that they shouldn't kill her but he's similarly kind of like I'm not sure it's going to be easy for her. Like, I'm not sure. Because I think the thing is, like, he has a tremendous amount of guilt about the fact that, like, vampirism is really hard for him. So he would Mm -hmm. never assume it's easy for someone else. Even though he has examples, uh, Lexi R.I.P., she'd be really great right here to help Caroline out, don't you think? Uh, Yes, I do. (laughs) I miss you, Lexi. Well, it's cool. I mean, I guess there's room for Stefan to have a new blonde vampire friend. <laughs> there can only be one. <laughs> no one can ever replace uh, So then uh, Caroline uh, sees uh, sees a bloody boy. Because after the fight with Tyler, BJ Britt is uh, just uh, bleeding all over the place. Then Caroline, who is Morgan, <laughs> uh, says, I'm so sorry. <laughs> And then she, uh, I wrote in my notes, eats him hard. Oh, God. Yeah, I wrote sorry in all caps, and then I wrote slurp in a sad face. 
<laughs> yeah. How many how many times did you write slurp and sad face? I wrote it one time here. Um, I am very upset about it. I'm so mad at them when they're in that classroom. I'm like, you guys should not be talking about whether or not Catherine like Caroline is a danger out there. You should be finding her and stopping her from doing this. Obviously, this is a TV show and dramatic stuff happens. <laughs> but I was like, go get her finally talk to caroline and tell her things mm-hmm. finally uh i was so angry uh then matt and bonnie have a little scene and he's like look i'm used to like caroline being like neurotic and anxious but like this seems different it seems like it's more he's so confused why she's so mad at him yep. uh and you know uh bonnie's like she almost died it was just true. So she has reasons to be like kind of weird, but like not this kind of weird, obviously. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Damo grabs a stick because he's a big old asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have a we have a Stefan and Elena scene, right? Mm-hmm. And Elena realizes Stefan does agree with Damon. Stefan says that Catherine all but signed Caroline's uh, death sentence. Mm-hmm. And then we have Mason <laughs> attempting to gaslight Tyler. Yeah. Oh, but then uh, in that Stefan and Elena scene, Elena makes a really good point where she's like. But, like, we have agency in this situation, and we can't let this happen. Like, what? Yeah, like, that's the thing that we can't discount. And I appreciate that because that's, like, always Elena's, um, like, motto is that there's always, like, a choice. And she, like, you know, always says that we can always just choose to do the right thing. Uh, Elena making choices in this season those are there's some choices being made and i love them i love them all we stand stand a choice we stand uh but yeah uh mason does gaslight a child uh he's like it was brazilian martial arts when he's doing the wolf move <laughs> can't, can't wait when all this is done and i can go to my brazilian martial arts class not even brazilian jiu-jitsu it's brazilian martial arts which shows that you do not go to brazilian martial arts mm-hmm uh, so then, uh, back at the carnival, Stefan smells the blood, and he's like, oh shit, we gotta go. But Damo gets to Caroline first. Damon is pulling his, like, I'm a nice guy shit. And I type in the chat, Alexa, how do you jump through the screen and kill Damon Salvatore? <laughs> I was so mad. She's really upset. She killed this guy, which is, like, so fucked. Like, it, uh, upset she's crying this should this boy should not have been in this position like this is all fucking damon's fault as always uh in true caroline fashion too she even asks what's wrong with me and it's just uh i love her and then asshole damo says i can help you i'm like shut the fuck up yeah she because she's like she like does want help and she wants to fix this and he's like yeah because i'm gonna kill you and she's like no no like please like i like i want to do the right thing. <laughs> Jill, how do you feel about this? I know how Morgan feels. Um, not to, you know, I'm not picking sides here, but again. Pick a side, Jill. Jill, you gotta say what you believe. It is fine. It's a safe space. Damon believes he's doing the right thing. But Damon's also an idiot. <laughs> he is. But he doesn't think he's an idiot. <laughs> a lot of idiots don't think that, Jill. Exactly. So he's like, oh, this is the solution, even though it's the wrong solution. <laughs> I I don't disagree that he thinks he's doing the right thing and thinks he's maybe even doing like the responsible thing by just like nipping us in the bud because she's already hurt someone. But I am still mad at him. Um, and I, I, I still like David. I'm just in this I mean, yeah. particular episode. I am so angry at him. 
I will say, because we are very mad at Damo, I'm sure Jill's just like, oh no, they're turning against me. <laughs> it is in the season that we get to a point where I'm like, okay, I can like be all in on Damo, besides the one thing that obviously we keep discussing, which yeah. is the, the Caroline Damo of it all. But like this season, I think, is when I was like, okay, all in. This is a, a good boy, even though he's a dumb boy. Oh, yeah. I, again, love Damo. Uh, that's my boy. Um, this season makes me less angry with him than the first season did, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, like 100%. Like th- this, this episode specifically is just a tough one for me because I think it really like pits him against Caroline and is kind of relying on you dramatically to be very worried about her as a vampire and the potential fallout of that. I think, I think the episode kind of work almost works better if you aren't sold on Caroline Mm -hmm. all the way up front, um, because you like doubt her more and are more on Damon's side. And then you get to be kind of like surprised along with him when she did it. Um, but I couldn't be me. Never been me. Um, always my girl. (laughs) Uh, yeah, this season definitely opens with a lot of reasons to be furious with Damon because he can't just handle his emotions like a mature adult. But, uh, a lot of the season is him trying to process that and his feelings and how to, how to handle them because this this is not working what he's currently doing. Yeah. Like it's, I, again, like I think the, the thing that's great is like about the the show's handling of this love triangle. I think at this point is that like Elena's relationship with Damon is entirely like dictated by her, and it's it's all on her own terms. Like as much as he tries to kind of like force himself on her a bit at the end of the first episode, it, it doesn't happen. Like she does not like relent there there's no sense that like this would work if he finally wore her down it's about him becoming the kind of person where it could work between the two of them like that's then and only then can this relationship work successfully is my take (laughs) agreed yeah uh but yeah um in this episode me and me in this episode i will fight damon myself <laughs> physically fight him let's go and then i will go i'll go ball my eyes out and then i will physically <laughs> fight him absolutely that is my journey in this episode i am not only am i vampire caroline i am penny hearts ding yeah Stefan shows up and like saves caroline caroline has this beat where she's really scared of elena because she thinks she's catherine but yeah she's like you killed me it's like no 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 that was catherine and of course caroline doesn't know what's going on because no one told caroline the truth about anything uh besides bonnie and the witch stuff when they did the seance because mm-hmm. he still ended up calling bonnie a little liar <laughs> why are you still a little liar bonnie <laughs> That episode, I, I, I never thought, like, it's one of the all the time greats, but I just can't, can't stop thinking about it. I must go. God, Emily, you're the worst. Like, much worse than Catherine at pretending. She's so bad. So, uh, so then, um, you know, Damon's gonna kill Caroline, and Elena is a human shield. So he almost stinks Elena, which would really suck. Yeah, I like they're they're b- both of their faces in that moment. So great. And then he says, "Whatever happens, it's on you." That's what he tells Elena. Yeah. But shut the fuck up, Damon. Shut up! Like all of this is your fault. But then Bonnie shows up, and she sees Caroline, and she realizes what's up, and she's like oh no, this can't be, but it is. And she, like Caroline Knightman says, basically she just like, she looks horrified and disgusted by Caroline. Yeah. Because, so here's the thing, like obviously Caroline, I mean, the body takes it out on Damon, mm-hmm. but it, like, Ultimately, it is, and I'm sure, obviously, that's what she's thinking. It's Bonnie's fault because she's the one who made the call for Damon to do it. Yeah. 
yeah, it's a really which I love. Look like, that that they're all that they, that it is messy and that they're all kind of culpable for it. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, like, so many people are responsible for what happened to Caroline. There's the fact that everybody kept the secret from her. Then there's, like, the device and the founders and all of this bullshit. So, like, to a certain extent, it's fucking John Gilbert and Dick Lockwood's fault. And then, like, Elena actually spoke up and said we shouldn't give her blood because she knows how dangerous it is to leave that kind of stuff up to chance. But, you know, she agreed ultimately and so did, like, Bonnie and Damon then Carol then like Catherine doing this and, and also like Bonnie's the one who told Catherine yeah that Caroline had Damon's blood in her system so like and they, they also know that Catherine at this point knows everything about like Elena's circle of friends again they should have been protecting Caroline yeah like it's like a lot of people kind of had to fail for this to happen like it, it is really like a collective failure mm-hmm. Even though, like, you know, the ultimate number one uh, thing you have to blame for this is uh, Caroline's bloodlust. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the only one who not to blame is uh, Lizzie Forbes. Mm-hmm. Great mother. Good mom. <laughs> yeah. Good mom uh, didn't, wasn't cul- culpable in the whole device thing. She was punched in the head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, punched in the head is like. That's a moment. That is a moment. In the head. It's so shocking. <laughs> then we have a uh, Stephanie and Caroline scene. Yeah, Stephanie takes uh, Caroline away to clean her up. Um, and Caroline's freaking out as uh, Stephanie like, cleans her face. She's like, she hates me. Bonnie hates me. I'm a murderer. I'm a monster. What am I going to do about that, too? Yeah. Her is so sad. Because, yes, uh, Stefan points out that now that she's a vampire, everything is heightened. And that's officially our our first time saying heightened on the show. That's why, baby. Uh, we're getting doppelganger talk. We're getting heightened talk on the show. The show is now the show. Hell yeah. And she she's, she's freaking out. She gets horny eyes. Mm-hmm. And the sweetest moment, uh, Stefan turning on his horny eyes to show her, like, this happens to me too. And you know he's like it's okay it's just part of it and it's the bloodlust and he's gotta relax you know just mm-hmm. chill and it's so good and i love it and i'm just like emotions emotions and he says like the kind of the button on it is he says i promise you i will not let anything happen to you which is great like it's just like fully he's like you know what elaine is right we have agency in this like caroline has agency in this if I give her the tool, I have to like try to give her the tools to learn how to deal with this. Because if I can, it means she can, and it's it's good stuff. <laughs> and uh, Caroline just wants to know why did Catherine do this to me? It's like because uh, your friends all treat you terribly, and it's like you're the expendable one. That's why your friends are all bad. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just y- y'all gotta be nice to Caroline. <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you what did you feel about like the kind of this piece of her uh, vampire journey, Jill? It's all so sad. <laughs> Everything about yeah. it is sad. I'm excited for her to um, like fully grasp it and mm-hmm. see where she goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm just sad. <laughs> Aww. Aww, it's okay. Caroline will be. <laughs> happy again i hope so eventually you will see candace ackle smile again (laughs) (laughs) cannot confirm if she talks about jersey shore again or not (laughs) i think it's probably a no she does smile again makes me smile Mm -hmm. i mean this is her season honestly it is (laughs) and 
here for it. Uh, my next bullet point just says Bonnie puts the hurt on Damo. <laughs> really? You wrote puts the hurt on Yeah. It? Wow, Morgan. <laughs> yes. Damon says something stupid to Bonnie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I literally write my notes. Damon, don't tease a pissed off Bonnie, you idiot. <laughs> and uh, Elena fucking saves his ass. Yeah, so Bonnie fucks with his head because she's fucking pissed and she's she's had enough. And um, then she gets the water from like a hose going and she turns it into fire like she did um, at the car wash to Tiki for being a little bitch that one time. Yeah, look, you're a little bitch. Bonnie's going to turn water into fire on your ass. Yeah. Uh, she says, I told you what would happen if uh, anyone else got hurt. And he's like, it's not my fault. And she's like, everything's your fucking fault. <laughs> Which, yeah. I mean, I was team Bonnie here. And Elena jumps through fire to stop Bonnie. Um, which I would totally do for someone I had no romantic feelings for as well. <laughs> uh, Jill, would you have jumped through fire for Debo? Um Or would you have let him fry? No, instantly I would be jumping through fire. <laughs> really? Instantly. Or you think it's like one of those things where if you're tested and the fire comes, you wouldn't jump and you're like, sorry, guy, I'll have to move on. It's so hard in, when, when did this episode air? Uh, on September 16th, 2010, I would have jumped. <laughs> right now, where I am with Caroline, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that the nice thing is that like, in all seriousness, uh, Elena, she's, what she says to Bonnie and how she talks her down is she says, this isn't us, and it can't be us. Which is great and sweet. Great, yeah, like, the, her point is totally well made. It's She's not just saving Damon, she's saving Bonnie. She's not going to let Bonnie kill someone. Because a reminder of the difference between Elena and Catherine is Elena's just a good person. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would I'd maybe jump through the fire for to, to save Bonnie from doing something she'd regret. Um, and I just want to say something which we are CW fans uh, here, obviously, and we're Vampire Diaries fans. And I just want to say that I'm seeing a quote from a review uh, of this episode from TV Fanatic, which is condescending towards the sh- show and CW in general, because of course it is, which it says, uh, Brave New World fleshed out all these components as brilliantly as we've come to expect, thanks to surprisingly strong acting from a CW series. Shut the fuck up. We're lucky that I am using, I'm, that we're recording right now, because I want to throw everything. <laughs> I, again, um, uh, fun fact, uh, LaToya and I became friends uh, because I um, loved LaToya's writing online, largely because she wrote about shows like The Vampire Diaries and Teen Wolf and like stuff on the CW, like it wasn't a lesser form of art and work and she was one of the first people i saw online that did stuff like that and i respected it a lot so i just you know liked all her tweets until she became friends with me (laughs) and that's how friendship happens you guys that's how you do it (laughs) (laughs) stalking works it does (laughs) no i just it's a it's an important thing about uh about you and about the corner of the internet that we live in and hopefully Hopefully people who like this podcast uh, will feel the same way. Um, I also saw another quote that just says, ultimately, there's nothing really poorly done with this episode. It's just not extraordinary. And, I, and that upsets me also. Highly disagree. Uh, that's just wrong. So uh, then we have a we have a Stefan and Elena scene. The body's been taken care of. <laughs> God. Um, 
obviously we have talked about race and fandom reactions to Bonnie. Yeah. Uh, we will talk about race more in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, this is just an isolated thing right now. So I don't want to like get into it, obviously with uh, BJ Fritz character, like showing up and being killed off, but don't worry, we'll get into it. Yeah. Let's uh, make a note of it here. Cause it's not great. <laughs> Um, uh, season two is great, but it also, it kind of starts the running joke of a certain thing with black people on the show also. Yes. And we will, um, talk about that more as we move forward. Yes. I don't want to spoil obviously, but there are things we will need to address and we will be addressing. Yes. Um, so in this Stefan and Elena scene, Stefan's like, I'm going to make sure Damon's wrong. I'm going to like teach Caroline to be like a good vampire and I'm going to help her. And of course she'll surpass him because, uh... She's Caroline and she's good at everything. And Stefan's not too good at stuff as we talked about in season one. Yeah. Uh, and then poor, and then Elena, sweet girl, she kind of beats herself up and, say, and says like, it was stupid of me to try to pretend we could be normal. And I am sad because I. That sucks. But she also says doppelganger, which makes that the second time we've heard it uh, on the show and in this season. That's two. <laughs> That's number two. And it's important. <laughs> the word doppelganger is important. Heightened it is important. Other things are important. Moonstone. Moonstone. So important. Don't know a more important thing. And I also just love that uh, the show's loves uh, an ugly stone. Ooh, hell yeah. Yeah. First the the necklace. It's like, what a hideous stone. And now Moonstone's like, oh, it's ugly too. (laughs) The cast is so pretty. The stones could be hideous. I like the Moonstone. I think the Moonstone's pretty. I think it's just too, but they were like, it's hideous. I'm like, calm down. Leave the stone alone. Little milk rock. (laughs) So uh, then... Lockwoods, uh, Tyler says night night, and uh, his uncle continues to gaslight him, and then he g- goes into his dad's secret compartment under the carpet and finds the moonstone. Ha ha ha! The moonstone, which is not ugly, no matter what Mason says. Yeah, I'll fight. I'll fight Mason about that. <laughs> you have to like grasp for reasons to fight Mason Lockwood. <laughs> well, I mean, he'd probably do his Brazilian martial arts at me, and I wouldn't like that. Uh, so then uh, at the Salvatores, uh, Damo's going to partake in some brown liquor, but uh, Jeremy has done the unforgivable, and he has ruined the brown liquor by spiking it with Vervain. And he tells them, and uh, since I just recently watched it, it reminds me of uh, New Girl, where um, Winston's girlfriend Rhonda salts the wine and tells them before they drink the wine. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, um, Jeremy's a real Rhonda in this scene. You just got rounded. <laughs> just got rounded. <laughs> uh, big round of fan. Uh, but yeah, so like Jeremy's like, I was gonna kill you, but now I'm not. <laughs> Which is like the most teenage boy thing in the world to do. <laughs> I was gonna start shit, but now I'm not. So, but I am gonna talk about how I was gonna start shit. So I'm gonna like just have made things weird and he notes that the salvatores don't lock their front door which is dumb of them because people always attack them in their home and Annie even pointed out like you should probably get like a human's name on the deed so like unwanted vampires don't come in mm-hmm. but these are dumb boys mm-hmm. they're like no we're not afraid of anybody and maybe you should be i mean Catherine's just going all over the place yeah <laughs> And then damon's like look i'm not gonna comfort you and then he's like wait come back i'll comfort you a little Let's talk about our dads. Yeah, my dad also hated vampires. Uh, and then he makes fun of them for not being able to whittle for shit. Because in 1864, they knew how to whittle. They had nothing else to do. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, 
it's an odd scene, but like it's kind of like they're they're starting to patch it up a little bit, I guess. It's a, it's a total boy scene. I'm sure Michael loved it. Oh yeah, it's a, it a real boy energy. Definitely the second most boy scene of the uh, the app. So Matt sneaks into Caroline's bedroom. He, he needs to figure out what the hell's going on with her. Because uh. he's not in a position to lose anyone else. Sad orphan boy. And, you know, he's in love with her, so. I, I truly died. Um, it's, yeah, he says he's in love. Uh, they do a big smooch, and then they hug, and she smells his neck. And then she has to do the breaths that Stefan taught her to, you know, make her horny eyes go away. But she does it. It's so great. He, like, does it because she loves him. Because she's good at being vampire. Yeah. Damon, you dick. Well, just because, like, she's, like, given the tools, too. Yeah. I mean, Vicky was also given the tools, but, like, Caroline's nothing like Vicky. Of course it failed with Vicky. It was always going to fail with Vicky. To me caroline and vicky and think that they would handle being a vampire in the exact same way you're not paying attention (laughs) david really isn't paying attention because he spent all this time with caroline not paying attention to her yeah he was looking at a lamp (laughs) he seemed to believe that caroline was a mindless twit which is ridiculous because she's not Mm -hmm. and uh it's bad and he's a bad boy (laughs) i'm look this week and this week only Demo, you're on my shit list. Yeah. <laughs> Never again, obviously. I, I mean, like, kind of likely not for a long time. Uh, yeah, this season, actually, yeah, probably. Yeah, like, I'm gonna love him, like, every other episode. I will be crying a lot, and he'll be part of it, too. Oh, yeah, he'll, he's gonna make me very emotions. Uh, then, speaking of emotions, this is my cry scene of the episode. Oh, yeah, uh... So Stefan just uh, pops into Elena's room because that's what these Salvatore boys do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like, what time is it? He's like, it's almost dawn. Yeah. He kisses her awake, which like, I don't know if you can do that in real life. Like, wouldn't it be alarming to be woken up by someone kissing your mouth? Like, I, I don't know. I've never experienced that. I don't think it's for me. <laughs> I've realized lately that I've been like sleeping like I'm dead. So I don't know if a kiss would wake me up. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like I would sleep through a kiss and probably like a fire. I feel like I'm going to die soon, you guys. No, <laughs> I won't allow it. Well, I mean, you can't like come over and stop it. Mm, all right, I'm going to send good vibes. <laughs> send good vibes, send goodbyes. No. So you take through the carnival. <laughs> mad at you. Take through the carnival, and he is like, I want to be in the Ferris wheel with my girlfriend. It's really cute. Yes, because she mentioned it earlier about how the normal thing is going to be at the top of the Ferris wheel, they're going to kiss. It's going to be great. He did a little compulsion, and then he does a little vamp jump to the top of the Ferris wheel, and it's really cute. And then I point out the thing that we're supposed to point out, which is the danger do not rock seat uh, at the back. Well, obviously, things are going to get fucked. And then even they're like, things are going to get fucked, right? It's like, yeah. This is the the happiest they will be this season. It is. But he just kind of like says like, we got to do all this stuff. Like, like we have to try to have these like nice moments. And it's so lovely. And uh, they are at the kiss. They're in the, they're rocking the thing that they're not supposed to rock. And Elaine is like, well, this isn't going to get any easier, is it? And Stefan's like, nope. Uh, and that is the episode. Thanks. This is great. <laughs> 
this episode especially is a game changer and to not think it is uh you're wrong yeah and i'll fight you uh yeah this episode rules and i'm sorry you guys that i uh that i bullied damo but i do it because i want him to be better jill final thoughts on these episodes before we move on to crushes and such and rankings um i mean big fan of brave new world such a good episode um right yeah big fan good (laughs) and uh your rankings as we're in season two now i mean there are new there's a new character to add to the rankings possibly Hmm. who mason (laughs) oh no he is not added (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) sorry taylor kenny damn he has to earn his spot okay Okay. Um, I feel like he will earn a spot, but okay. We'll see. <laughs> I would say Damo and Bonnie are still at the top. Okay. Of course. Um, you have a one and a two there? I'd probably put Damo at one, Bonnie at two. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then Caroline at three, Catherine at four. Ooh. Okay. And I kind of like just that the default will be like Damon and, and uh, Bonnie. I kind of, I feel like that's good. Yeah. I feel like you'll be happy as the show goes on with those rankings. Great. Love that. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we've got to talk crushes. Mm-hmm. I think I have mine already. Yeah, I think I, I, think I know mine. Uh, Catherine and Caroline. Um, uh, for me, I think it's Catherine and Stefan. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to do the, okay, I'm going to do the cheating thing where I go Catherine and Caroline and Stefan in the bathroom. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. In that fucking Ferris wheel scene, just kills me. Like it's it's the it's arguably the most like Buffy and Angel they ever are. Like I I said in the chat that the that like Elena being like oh this is a nice moment but things are about to be bad aren't they? Like had some real like lie to me vibes. Like mm-hmm. yeah, it's very lie to me. And I this I will say this because I'm just going to say my thought process as like when the show originally aired. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode and that scene in the bathroom, I was like, I think I uh, shipped Stefan and Caroline. Mm-hmm. So that's where I am in like my 2010 world. Mm. I was very much in a place where I was like, shit, I love, I love Elena with both of them. And I don't know who I think she should be with ultimately. Like I was like, I know I wanted her to be with Stefan until Damon was like a better dude, but I obviously got the attraction to both and i was like i hope that like someone shows up that i think would work with the other one and i i was i was very as i've said uh matt and caroline uh hard here so i yeah. thought about her being with anyone else i was like yeah i'm happy that matt and caroline are happy but also like what if like Stephen and caroline smooched so fair they are cute as hell in this episode yeah i Love it. Mm-hmm. Jill, crushes, go. Mine's the same. Catherine and Caroline. Yeah. That oh. Makes sense. <laughs> Great episodes for them. We, sometimes I can't have a crush on Caroline because I identify with her too hard and it feels narcissistic for me. Uh, but also, I also am not as cool as Caroline, so it's very silly for me to identify with her. But guys, what a pair of apps. <laughs> What a pair of apps. Um, the next pair of apps, some intense stuff's happening. There are a couple of character introductions in the next episode. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say it. Three, the return of Alaric. Yes. Alaric's finally back. He's finally yeah. in the mix. Mm-hmm. 
I am excited for those next two, but I'm even more excited for the next two after that. Yep. Because <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, this, like, we're at a point where, like, all of them are going to be crazy. Oh, oh, God. I'm just, like, looking at, like, the, I'm keeping going, like, through the episodes. I'm like, wait, that slaps, that slaps. More character introductions, that is all slaps. Yeah, I am truly so amped. Uh, we're, it's, this is going to be a wild ride. Jill, I can't wait for you to watch all of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be so happy and sad and happy. That's what I love. So <laughs> bring it on. Uh, all right. I think that's that's it for us, right? Yeah, we did it. This is a good episode, I think. Yeah, I love I love this. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us on the internet at um, I'm at Lafergs on Twitter, and from there you can find the rest of my writing and such. So do um, that. Uh, I'm at Lorgan Mudich on Twitter, and. Uh, yeah, you can see me devolving slowly there. <laughs> and I am at Jilbo Baggins on Twitter, but it's two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> and because of this podcast, which I love dearly, mm-hmm. I have not tweeted anything about Vampire Diaries because I don't want to like f- inspire people to like, accidentally spoil things. I don't want to accidentally spoil things. And it's driving me insane. <laughs> it's driving me insane to not tweet about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> And I have this tweet that I did right before we started this that I'm so proud of and have wanted to retweet again, even though I don't usually do that kind of thing. And I have I have refrained because can't can't let Jill get spoiled on my watch. This is how much we love you, Jill. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will say I do have a vampire tweet that applies to Vampire Diaries, but it was in. Oh, yeah. I saw it. <laughs> it was uh, about another thing. So... <laughs> I mean, vampires in the Confederacy, what are you going to do? And with that, uh, good night. Listen to Cut by Plum. Oh, yeah, the bit's not dead. (laughs) Until next time, wolf sound. (laughs) 